Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Hey everybody, welcome to Call Out Culture. It's a low energy show today. But it's, it's a very yo. What, what are you? What are you? Freaking Trump when he's coming down from his uh, ketamine? Or like, what's going on with you, man? Me? Shot, 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 I got myself a nice, nice sequential dog's fish head ale. Oh, I got, I got the, I got the pineapple half of bison, which I indulged in Disney. Nice. Y'all don't know what I'm doing. Shit, 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 I prefer the the Christina Aguilera version. Thank you. I thought you were doing uh, Eddie Money shaking. <laughs> you guys are definitely more in the seventies because the Eddie Money references on this show. Was my they, jam they, they, they in the eighties. That was like early MTV. Eddie Money, and it was like I was like I was super young, and it was like he had a good blazer. He talks about driving his car, and he had a slam on the brakes, and like the girl he was with, he's like her yeah. tits were shaking to the middle of the night. I was like eight, like no, oh, I just, shit, I just, I just remember it was like as far as early video like, was yeah. like your early nightmare sessions after watching Sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have claymation dreams. Oh yeah, I love like that, I was, sledgehammer. I love the video, but it would always like freak me out. Like when I would think about it later, it would just be like, you know, because he looked crazy. It wasn't a claymation; it was him. I was, was like, him, yeah. oh, Peter Gabriel. Yeah, like the way it was weird, like stop motion, the stop motion where his yeah, and he, eyes and, he and his eyebrows and, and his mouth. Yeah. Was like, Redheaded, right? It was kind of yeah. like, all like right. that type of shit. Yeah. Do you remember? I don't know. This might have been before your time, but um, did you ever see the Greg Kin Band video for Jeopardy? Nah, bro. I don't even know what you're saying to me. Dude, right wait, like, um, this is like this is like asking like a, 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 like a millennial the, about Onyx or something. Like he won a bunch of games. I mean, no, no, no. Of- it was a video from a, an artist named the Greg Kin Band, and the song was like, oh, "I was God. in jeopardy, baby." I'm like, oh wait, I might, I might know that song. Yeah. So you know the song. When the video was like he's getting married, and all of a sudden, like. This giant tentacle beast breaks out through the altar oh and like chases God. him through the cheek through the church. It I'm was aware. a bad budget. It was like paper mache tentacle Jesus arms Christ. chasing him down through Jesus the church. Christ. But it was amazing. Okay. I don't know that's we get really cracking with our 70s nostalgia that Zilla always feel. I feel so out of place. Um, I want to take this time to actually uh shout out our Patreons. They've been um a faithful bunch, and we very much appreciate them. And I saw some other people. Uh, content makers shouting out patreons and they read it like lightning flash like um you know that guy that did the uh, micro machines micro machines uh commercial i'm not gonna do that but i wanted to shout out phil andre just a fan why did she fly tsf woodpecker from mars rahul ready from mars not forgotten (laughs) no rahul is not from mars but um, not forgotten. Sure. Daniel Oni, Big Dano, Kehinde Alange, Mark uh, Krempel. Just forgive me if I said anybody's name um, incorrectly. Blame the um, eyes, not the heart. I'm not wearing my glasses. B. R. Yeager, Jeffrey Robshaw, mm-hmm. Rana Joy Sen, yeah, Ron. Jordan Reyes, Steel Tip Dove, Word. Prem Walk, Man About Town in parentheses. Prem uh, Colin Shern. Uh, Michael um, Nicolois and M Nuna Pomada. Yes, yeah, probably just, the M. Just the Max. The M is probably silent, so it's probably Nuna Pomada. It's Max, bro. It's Max. Yo, 
Can, can I give a, a quick shout out to uh, B.R. Yeager? He's got a, a book out called Negative Space. Oh, we're um, nice. Yeah, it's, it's a novel. Um, I haven't read it yet. I ordered it, but it's the first thing I'm going to read once the semester's over. I'm real excited about it, but um, you can get it on Amazon and everything. Shout like out to him. So shout out like, to, uh, to like good writers B.R. on the show, man. Shout out to people yeah. like this. Keep it literate, man. Most yeah, of these is... people are on the Tom Berenger level. There's a Bang. Treat Williams level, and somebody is on the Jim Belushi and Lou Gossett level. That's the, Man, that's, that's, the right that's the best level to be on. We got yeah, we got to so go back just... and do it an '80s movie episode. It's been a long time since we yeah. really talked about Kickboxer, all that shit. Well, I mean, we haven't American gotten Ninja. Film. We, we we steer from film for some reason. We talk about some movies. But well, you know why? Because we uh, more. once we started doing it on Zoom. I spent less time just randomly having Amazon Prime shitty movies on the background, which we would kind of talk about, like Class of 1984, you know, American Ninja 3, all that shit. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should do some, like, live, like, um, commentary, like movie commentary. Oh, that'd be Where great. we just throw a movie on and we talk shit about the movie while it's on and, mm. you know, basically the audience. How does that translate for listeners, though, without, without I mean, the movie? I think they just tell them, throw the movie on. We'll be telling them, all right, start the movie now cool. and like give yeah. them a, a sound chime and then we'll be talking about it tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. that's where right. my first nominee is the, the is the movie Only the Strong. That's my nominee. What the martial art movie? The Capoeira. Yeah, no, he's, oh, he's he was he was a chef, whatever it was. And he was in the movie what? um he was in the movie Brotherhood of the Wolf. I think he was in uh he was oh, in a I double dragon do. movie. He's the yes. host. okay I know exactly Mark what you're talking about. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the movie's the best only the strong. I, I I vote no. He, he, he teaches but, all the bad okay. kids in the high school capoeira that saves their lives. They're all gags. They're like so no. I crack. think we have to start with the classic. We start with the principal. Principal Belushi. Okay. We start the levels. Yeah. We got to treat. We Williams. have to start with the levels. So we do that. But mm-hmm. see, the thing with treat Williams, like, what do we watch? Uh, one or eight? I think they did like eight or Substitute. nine. <laughs> There's a bunch of them to pick from. I, I say we pick the the. the I mean, we we, 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 are, we, we, we are put the, the numbers in a hat. Podcast. If there's six, yeah. if there's no, six substitutes, we pick the number out of a hat. We watch seven, yeah. four, three, or something like that. I'm I'm yeah. proud of our. If there's dedication. six, we just roll a dice. Ooh, oh, oh, hey, there you go. That's that's right. that's good call. Yeah, we are oh. the best rap podcast dedicated to the subgenre of movies where substitute teachers just beat the shit out of high school kids, you know? or they're cybernetic and they mm. beat the shit out of high school kids. Yeah, Don't class the of side, 1999. Uh, before we start every podcast, we take our chairs and we turn them backwards and get ready for a serious talk with the kids. Put on leather jackets yes. so they know I'm not, I'm not fucking around yeah. this time. Um, excuse me. Um, we're not doing any... Um, what's Minds. the movie? Da- yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, you know. for pulling that right out of my brain. That Which Dangerous Minds will, not, through the dangerous the mind will yeah. not be yeah. covered. Be, yo, be no. but, yo, I'm please. definitely down to do Lean on Me, though. Nah, bro. Lean on Me. Oh, no. that's, 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 no, too, that's too like high No, Godzilla. Listen, Zilla thinks lean on me is child abuse. Do it expeditiously. You smoke crack, don't you? You smoke crack, don't you? Why don't you jump off that groove? That's what you'd want to do anyway, right? Smoking that shit. Oh, that was the greatest speech. And then he got the great song. No, Alaska, we don't lean on me. Nah, we're, we're, we're gonna, we got to What about Miss Elias? Elias? You don't listen to... Yeah, Miss Elias. That's oh, tough Mr. love there. We fired That's him. some we good fired Mr. Elias and brought him back. Yeah. So, yo, this is our first episode. Pull out wildcats on him. Wow, guys. This yeah. is our first episode of all of us in like two, three weeks. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a we minute. were off yeah, last week. We, we all, yeah, me, me and Castro yep. rarely take days off unless we're on vacation. We went to we went to supposedly sunny sunnier areas in the East Coast and it wasn't that sunny. It was, it was actually it was, warm it in Florida. Philly. Yeah, it was great in Florida. Nah, just, and just LA was, was like, uh, 
60 overcast and got cold at night, mm. which, which is fine. It wasn't like bad weather, but it wasn't like when I got there, Jeff told me like it was like blazing that Sunday before Oof. we got there. Oh, fair enough. And then it was just kind of normal. Yeah. Well, we are only rain once crew as a team from different places, parts unknown. We're mm-hmm. here. We're doing the is it like the second annual, third annual? This is the second uh, one. Smell back. This is second. No, yeah, this is the third. It's not the third. Or no, because I feel like we did. The, I think one we was did a Patreon only one. We did. We did like we did. a mixed bag one time. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, see, send Patreon. me the um, Steel's so, Kitchen um joints. Oh, and real quick, so all of our listeners, we're gonna have a new Wrecking Crew compilation pre-order on Bandcamp Day, May seventh. Seventh. Steel's yeah, Kitchen featuring Alaska, Small Pro, me, Bremer, yeah. Curly Castro, Doof, Disco Vietnam. Fresh Kills, Fat Boy Sharif, Stan Ipkiss, Jason Griff, Scorsese, nice. God bless him, is on the record. Um, who else you named all the features? Who else is on the features? I think you mentioned all of them, right? Those 4GW, Marcus Penn, Shrapnel, everybody. This is this is a fire project. I really like this one a lot. Um, I really Anybody, um, you know, and not to, to coin a phrase, but excellent. No, definitive jokes. I always want people to think that our, our projects are like the definitive jokes compilations. Um, this one we kind of patterned after um, Rough Riders, uh, rest in peace, DMX. Yes, rest in peace, Block Rob. Yeah, so we just like the Rough Riders was the compilation, where we, you know, Rough Riders put their mark on it, but they also like, you know, brought in their friends. Like, there's a Jay Z song on it. It's great. There's yeah. Juvenile on it. It's great. Mm-hmm. We, you know, yeah, what I'm saying it's some, really good. Remember later on, it, it was like, it it so was like Timbaland and Jada and all that. Remember that? On the yeah, yeah, Rough Rider Volume Two was banging too. I like that too. That has there's a back and forth on there. It's really crazy. Yeah. Um. So we just wanted to do the same, but you know, just with our homies, and also we haven't given you our record crew this year. So okay. um, this is our record crew plus run. Alaska's on a bunch of shit. True. Um, I'm on a bunch of shit. Prem's on a bunch of shit. Zilla is. A bunch of small pro production as well as all of the producers that he yeah. um, mentioned. It'll be called Steel's Kitchen. Bang. Um, PQ's doing the design. We're mm. gonna have CDs. Cryptic one's gonna do mastering. If we can get Cryptic it. Mastering. So you know, yep. Steel Tip Dove. Shouts to Dove. He's on it. Dove's on there too. So yeah, um, we just something for the people. A lot of friends of the pod uh, on the on the uh, joint. Yep, Steel's like. Kitchen continuation of our series of wrecking crew compilations we started with raheem clement last year mm-hmm. uh, and now we're um hitting y'all with steel's kitchen so steel's we kitchen. hope y'all like it so there you That's go all right enough plugging our own shit it's time for us right. to get down to these goddamn questions let's jump right. up into so this so we, this is a mailbag episode this is alaska's yeah. baby he loves these episodes he really does um, it's no, it's no prep time man it's amazing <laughs> No, right. We got no on the fly, <laughs> and some of the questions are random as fuck. So yeah. we'll 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 be we'll be True. we'll be saying a lot of them. But some if True. if you ask a rando question, it might just you know fall to the editing floor. Yeah, I mean, no if, if no hate, no shade. Some dumb shit. We're not gonna rock. Yeah, no hate, no shade. We we no judging. Yeah. We, we right, just, we just yeah, love y'all. But if, you, if your question didn't get picked, it's because we think you don't. It's true. <laughs> Just kidding. So let's do like let's do five questions, then hit a break. I don't want to hit a All break. Right, cool. So why, why don't we do five tweets? Because some of the tweets have multiple questions. True. All right, that's good. Good, good, cool. good suggestion. Right. Look at it. So let's start with uh Sabo. Is this from the very, very beginning of the whole from the very beginning? Yeah. All right, I'm I'm scrolling all the way down. God damn, my right. so he has, he has we two have questions. one we have one thread, or is there a couple of threads? I think it's just one thread. Like I've anything that I've seen has been in both my personal and here, and they're all bookmarked in one spot. 
but gotcha. um, so yeah, Sabon wants to know what's the best album front to back to bump on a basketball or handball court. Ooh, um, MOP Warriors. Um, that's a good one. I would go like a uh, Soul in a Hole. I'm thinking oh, of like yes. how the music sounds coming out the Benzy, the Benzy box. So I would go Soul in the Hole mm. or something like the Swarm, like a Wu Tang okay. compilation. Because you could play it kind of loud. That's a good call. And I, I'm, I'm thinking straight out the Benzy box. Okay. So like Soul in the Hole or like um the Swarm compilation. I'm going to enter the stage. Enter. Oh, okay. 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 Basie. Because yeah. you want to keep the mood too. So um, <laughs> yeah. what's the alternative? Like a sunny. Uh, funny, we just brought him out. I might play a Coolio record. Okay. Like, you know, see what I'm saying? Like sun, summertime, sunny. I might, I might bump a Coolio record. Or what's I would go with like special ed youngest in charge. I used to do that a lot when I was younger playing basketball. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. um, beat nuts. A beat nuts record. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Stone crazy. That was bad. Yeah. That was bad. When that bang, that was bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's for that, you could throw alcoholics into the mix too, because it's you know yeah. West Coast. Ooh, right handball, Tony Touch. Tony yeah. Touch. Good. Sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Peacemaker. Especially for handball. You know what I'm saying? Peacemaker, excuse me. Peacemaker. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. It sounds like a Tree Williams movie. The, the Widowmaker. <laughs> and this time he's got suspenders. Yeah. Right, Tony so his, his second question is Who is the smartest rapper in real life? Um, That's a good question. Yeah. I think um, um, he said Woods or Mike Ladd, somebody along. Yeah. I mean, Woods is pretty goddamn smart. Woods is really up there. Woods is pretty up there. Um, somebody that's not. Chuck Rock was uh, was pre-med at Brown. That's pretty impressive. Mm. Um, I'll have to. I'll have to revert. I have to revert back to our guest list, and I would say Tajay. Wow, uh, Tajay, yeah, he's really smart. He he was so he was so well composed, and knows how to disseminate information to us outlets. Yeah, Um, he had a lot of great ideas. Real estate mm. cat. Yeah, Mr. Lift. Everything I read about uh. Uh, uh, rest in peace, MCA from the Beastie Boys. He was like an actual fucking genius. Like okay. he was a literal genius. He just channeled it in different ways. So I don't know if he's like smart, like blow you away having a conversation, but like his technical understanding of things was way advanced, for like 1986. Um, I'm gonna say Samus as well. Where? Yeah, she has a um, she has a doctorate. Yeah, he got a right. PhD from Cornell in technology and is now a postdoctoral fellow at uh, Brown University. Brown, that's, yep. a, that's a lot. Yeah, so that's that's act- um, she has a, a, a accreditation. So I would say, Eddie, but actively, I would say go, uh, Super Duty Tough Work. I would say Blueprint and the Logic Good call. Are, are just, in terms of disseminating the information as well. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If you want to go with, quote unquote, yeah. who's the smartest out here doing it, it would be them too. Yes, um, I agree. And I would say go, you know, go follow them and do their thing. Um, I, I'd also put up Mike Eagle, more plug-in, and follow his podcast channel. Just I think Mike Eagle's very um, contained. He has a great... So I was in L.A., um, and I, I gave him congratulations. He did an L.A. spot, like, come oh, back sure. to L.A., and it's, he's, like, doing a commercial, doing a voiceover and stuff like that. Well, there's oh, a wow. bunch of scenes and nice. sweepovers. I'll, I'll send it to y'all. It was nice. dope. It was just so coincidental, because it kind of popped when I was out there. Right. That's when I started seeing it. Oh, cool. I was like, oh, cool, you know? Let's okay. go to the next question then. Next uh, question comes from Kirby Winfield. And he says, um, Jay Live said on the Dad Bod podcast that um, your early audience connects with your early music in a visceral way because it coincides with the stage in their life where young fans 
uh, are experiencing intense shit and you're their soundtrack. Uh, as an artist, how do you handle it? Uh, do you try to find young fans or make music for the OGs? This is interesting because um, that- Castro and I just talked about this the other day. Yeah. This is first of all, it's totally out of you. Oh, you can say, remember, first, so yeah. we, we were having a conversation about a cat we knew that looks at me specifically like it's 2008. Because okay. where he was in his life, I meant a lot to him, which I didn't know until recently, and how he still like rocks with my 2008 shit. Um, and so I didn't think about it why until Kirby asked that question. Um, so it was in, it was a weird. I felt it kind of I kind of felt like Doc, like you're frozen in time. Like why would you even talk about that with me? Yeah, like are you Without listening to my new material? Since, That's right. another thing. They they might not engage with the new materials either. Right. So that's another it, part. Right. So then when Kirby says uh, like, do you try to find new young fans or make music for the OGs? Like we said a lot on the show. We we just make what we enjoy for each other to impress yeah. each other. Something we're interested in the time. There's a lot of. There's a lot of troubleshooting that goes into that and a lot of quality check, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to find fans. <laughs> there was a time when we started when it was college radio and there was certain demographics right. you were aiming, you were literally right. targeting to hit. Then I felt like we would make, I know my old crews, we would make some songs that we hoped with, oh, this will work a little bit better for college radio. This will work right. for Philly radio. And we did that um, del- um, deliberately. As I got older, I remember being very staunch about, look, I'm not making music for college kids anymore. Um, with edits and clean versions and um, <laughs> if we do this festival we can't do these six songs right. we can do these four and then we got to pad it out with freestyle it was sometimes it was very cumbersome to right. fit that audience and i'm from an era you know i started rapping in the late 90s they would kick you off stage if you cursed if they told you not to so yeah. like you had no seriously like if you slipped up they'd be like they cut your mic and all that stuff yeah. so it got to a point where i was getting to an age it could have been in my mid-20s late 20s i was like you know I don't, i'm I'm cool on making music that's going to be accepted by a certain age group where I have to do more work with editing and versions and so right. Like, I remember being pretty stifled with the performance aspect of it. And when we got to places, we would look at the crowd and be like, oh, man, we can't do this, that, and the third. Yeah, like, and they worst. might be some of our more popular songs. And it's, so it's not just a logistic thing. And then also, I remember us setting up performances like, all right, this is the safe set. This is the rowdy set. We used to do that and stuff. You used to have these different sets. And then I eventually started making music for myself and for my crew and my peers. And the age thing got went out the window because yeah. one, we're in a new era where the 40 plus MC is, is thriving. Right. And two, Good it's point. like the, the age portals are different. Like you don't have to sneak to listen to the radio late at night <laughs> and you kind of yeah. control what you listen to. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. unfortunately, I always bring this up like, one of the main songs on afternoon radio is Throat Babies. That's <laughs> on the radio while you're driving home with your kids. So I'm just saying, like, the, the censorship has gone haywire. So who knows what kid might like it, what adult might like it. You just got to create. I just I leave that to the wind. Because when I was doing that, I had a lot of mixed results. Yeah. And I was very, very unfulfilled. Yeah, but we, there's also, like, more control for the artist right now than there ever was. Like you don't have to worry about yeah. making sure that somebody else is happy right yeah. so like you might end up with a hundred fans you might end up with a thousand fans you have no control over that so just make yourself happy because yep. you don't need a record label you don't need a publicist right. you don't need and yeah you don't need to do damage radio. control you don't need nope. you can yeah well, no, you, do you don't need anything you do need damage control you need to control yourself <laughs> when you put stuff yeah. out there it's out there forever True. but yeah. in, in a sense what you're saying alaska like oh 
don't say this at this award show because this tabloid mm-hmm. will pick it up and right. it'll mess up your regional sales in this area yeah. of the country. Like that's a little, that's a lot different these days. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and honestly, like none of us are really going to be like, I mean, if we end up on a, an award show, it's because something freak, like a complete freak accident happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. You know what I mean? So it's like, why even worry about it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Question, Kirby. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll, I'll read one. I, I, I got it right. queued up here. Uh, this is from Quintessential at Drum Circus. As someone who fucks with beat making, but gets frustrated by the process, do you find yourself distracted with writing as it's easier for you to come by? So do you find yourself being pulled from making a beat because it might be easier to write around? I maybe well, he, he said that's that to you. Alaska. So if I if he's asking me, I'm the only person on the podcast that makes yeah, you would only want to answer that one. Um so, okay. Yeah. How about it? Yeah. If okay, do you find yourself distracted with writing as he's okay? So it, it's been interesting with time where when you start moving away from your distractions, whatever they are, and you just like basically simplify things down. So for a couple of years, I couldn't make beats because my setup was just busted. And so during that last couple of years, I wasn't making many beats. I was just rapping all the time and I got super prolific with rapping. I feel like my writing, everything, everything I think was accelerated because I wasn't splitting that time up between writing bars but wait were you writing on your commutes here yes commute writing right because i wasn't making beats beats. no you can't do that and even my my setup and then we just getting so much work and so many things to do you know requests for rapping the beats like took a background for two years and then also with the podcast i used to write for websites and do whatever i stopped writing so Mm -hmm. we started doing the show every week so the doing the show every week and then also rapping all the time I got really locked in with just those things rather than writing articles, making beats, making remixes, you know, it's just like paring things down to what is really only necessary. So now mm-hmm. when I do make beats, cause I got a whole new setup and it's, it's fun. It's like, it's more joy to it. Cause I, I had a long time away from it for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like all those beats I w- I've been making, like I sent them to Alaska, he claims them, which is cool. And then sometimes, like, I haven't made a beat in a couple of weeks because we've, we've been finishing up a lot of records right now. You know what I mean? But then once all the mastering, all the projects are finished, then I'll go back to doing it. But I understand, like, you got to make that choice, like, to clock in and clock out sometimes if you can do yeah. a lot of shit. If, and that's the problem with being of doing a lot of shit. Like, even listening to L on uh, the Mike Eagle pod, just talking about, like, by the end of Jokes, he was like, you know, I haven't made business music. Dude. Yeah, the business yeah, dude, so the executive crazy. producer dude, the curator dude, the AR dude, the landlord dude, the accountant. Like when he stepped off, he was like, I can just make music again. Like that's and you yeah, see the run he's been lawyer. on. I remember right. him talking about having staff. And right. I just thought about it like, you know, we don't have staff necessarily right now. But I was just thinking like he got so far away from right. Because he's in like, like and like quintessential this dude saying like the distractions like literally it's, it's a distraction. So I think the easiest way just to answer this and move on move on to the next question is just like take breaks. It should like this is art. It's music. It's it should be fun. So don't if you get frustrated, just like cool out for a minute. There's no need to always be working and doing all that shit. You know what I mean? Like you could take Alaska took a five year break from rap and he's better than ever. You know what I mean? Like, yep. There's no there's no there's yep. no there's no clock you know over no. your shoulder. Fuck that. Right. So, so let's let let's sort of couple that creative question with this one from uh, Cashul 
Ununi. I think that's how you say your name. You know who you are. But it's uh, it's Ununi. Kashul Ununi. And he wants to know, uh, what are your writing processes like? Does it uh, does the approach or anything else change when you're writing a song with like Billy Wood to Lucid or other rappers? Mm. Uh, and what are your favorite like hip hop articles and writers? Um, mm. I'm not sure I understand what that means. Uh, what are some mandatory reading? Oh, there's a lot of questions in here. All right. So let's just go with the first one. Okay. Like what's your writing process like and does it change when you're doing a collaboration? Ooh, Castro. Um, okay. Um, I'll say I got like three processes. So one, when I'm doing a feature, a paid feature, um, that's the most unique writing process I have because I just do it. I'm not playing right. around. I'm not waiting for some fucking muse bird to land on my shoulder. <laughs> I'm playing the beat and I'm figuring out where I fit in with the song. Mm-hmm. And my thing with that is like, I know I'm getting paid for it, but I'm all, you got to ask all of this. I'm really particular, but I want the customer to dig the blade. I really want you to dig what I'm carving out. Like, you know, it, and I don't want to intimidate anybody to think, and I'm just saying this is, tell me, write another one. If yeah. I haven't come up with, you know what I'm saying? Or if you like the first half or the second half, like give me instruction because I'm at your disposal. So those are pretty direct. Like I will sit down, what's the concept, what are we doing? And I will, those go to the top of the queue, as obviously Blueprint said that. You want to go top of the queue, you pay. But those yeah. go to the top yes. of the queue. And I bring those up because it, inf- it infers my other two. So then I'll, so then my second one is my collabs with my peers and stuff. And I'm just trying to do my part. And that's any, that's a, any uh, Arm Hammer feature. That's when I'm on Alaska's record, Zilla's record, even partially when I'm doing Shrapnel. I'm trying to hold up my part of the bargain. Um, so there's a lot of editing. A lot, a lot of editing. Um, and then the third form is um, when I'm writing my solo stuff. Now there, I do have to kind of get into a certain space. I try not to force stuff, but I do put a lot of pressure on myself. And, I, and you guys, Alaska and Zilla, this listen is like, when days go by and I'm not working, they have, that's how I consider it. I was like, I'm working. If days go by, I'm not working. I will like be like, all right, yo, get something down. Um, and but me writing for my solo stuff does not always include actually writing crimes. Me writing for my solo stuff includes me downloading a lot of material, watching a lot of documentaries, mm-hmm. watching a lot of movies, reading a lot of articles, reading comics, mm-hmm. listening to a lot of music. Yeah. That's to me, that's when I'm working on my solo stuff. I'm, I'm absorbing a lot of stuff. So those are my three phases. I hope I answered the question for homework. Yeah, man. What about you, Alaska? Um, I mean, for me, I've kind of like, because I got, you know, like I got work, family, school, podcast, music, like there's sort of everything is very compartmentalized. Mm -hmm. So my writing tends to take place first thing in the morning. Like that's when I'm I'm by myself. It's when I'm free. It's like, you know, basically I'm up early getting kid ready for school, taking her to school, drop her off and ride the train. You know, I got like a good hour, hour and a half to myself. Nice. So that's cool. usually when I write. And it's just like, whatever I got to write, whatever I'm working on, that's what I'm writing for. Right. Like, you know, if I got a, a guest appearance, I'm writing for that. If I got an album I'm working on, that's all I'm working on. It's, it's a big reason why I don't really listen to music that much anymore. Mm. Because that would be the other times, like when I'm listening to music, like actually concentrating and listening. I have right. music on a lot in the background, but it's not like I'm sitting there discovering new things when it's in the background. But um, so it, it's very regimented at that point. Um, and, you know, I just write when I got the chances to, like when I'm walking the dog, 
I throw right. beats on and I just pick up on my last line that I left off on and keep writing from there. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to come up with like general ideas and themes I want to touch upon, but um, it's really like, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change for who I'm writing for or who I'm writing okay. with. Uh, the content might change based upon the project that I'm working on. But other than that, it's like, that's, that's the process. That's when it can happen. And that's when it happens. And I found that I'm really much more creative in the morning than I am at any other time of the day. Yes, that's, that's true. Um, uh, I, I feel like I just, the last few years has been like constant, just working. So I, I, I don't even like sit. I, I'm, I only, I'm only aware of an album when it's like, okay, I want to move on from this. Then I'm like, <laughs> Mm -hmm. like i'm writing i'll be writing for multiple things like everybody's just saying you know features for people or starting a new project or doing whatever and so it's just working and working and working and then you do have this quality control moments like oh this is too hot for that thing i gotta put it towards the main thing right now mm -hmm. so this is, yeah so you kind of make those choices but really it's like when you're getting towards the for me the end of the record is when i'm kind of like fatigued with writing and that's when i call in like a lot of features where i'm like uh, i don't feel like rapping anymore how about like these four people show up and kind of give me a kick in the ass and give me a breather um so then that lets me like step back and then get, get my juices going where i'm like oh this dude's saying this or she came through with this or whoever and then that'll that'll give me you know a chance to get revitalized but when I was like pre-COVID, I would be, I had like long commutes every day. So I would just write in the car driving, just freestyling and recording it and then building it like that. And now since COVID's hit, I can, I only have time to write like if I go for walks by myself. So like the new, the new album I did, I did with Ray West. I'm not sure if that's going to come out this year or not, but that was all written just like walking, which I hadn't done before um, versus like everything else was like in the car. So I don't know what I'm going to do next. Like, <laughs> Because sometimes oh, one, I just don't feel like fucking walking. <laughs> one, new, one new wrinkle in terms of like writing spaces is, especially since I stopped um, working a day job, is like I'll, I'll write to whatever schedule. So I'll stay up till three, four in the morning writing where I, just, I never do that just because True. I had to get up for work or whatever like that. But because I can manipulate my schedule. If the creative juice hit me, I remember I told Z I stayed up till like four o'clock writing one day. Right. I, just, I just had to get it right and I just couldn't go to bed. And, yep. I, it wasn't even drug aided. I just had to stay up, and even when I got tired, I was like, "Nah, I was like four bars left." And I, yep. it was good verse, good verse. <laughs> but like, you know, I'll, well, put that, in I'll that, tell you what, that's that everything we just said kind of ties into a question from uh, Phil Leotard, though Uncle Philly, my ass. LA. He said, "There you go." On the topic of work, life, family, school, creative balance, do you find it a challenge to keep the creative stuff from dominating your attention? And any tips to keep that in check? So it, do you feel like yeah. sometimes the creative stuff is taken over? Um, I think, I mean, you said it about like compartmentalizing, like you just have yeah. that window and everyone knows like when, when there, there's like a finite end to some shit, you tend to mm -hmm. work harder towards it rather than like, oh, maybe I'll just write for two hours. I don't know. Maybe I'll take a nap. Maybe I'll watch a basketball game for three hours. I don't know. Maybe I mean, I'll listen I, to beats. I'm the one that has the most like fluid schedule out of us three and I don't have any um, children that uh, require my attention like that so i will say my art is like my main focus like that's what you know when if mm -hmm. people ask me what i'm doing i'll say i'm working that's that's what i'm talking about right i i am a little guilty of my art bleeding into my relationship like sometimes my girl will really like help me with shit like when i shot the video in ohio she's the one that drove me right you know what i'm saying and she she doesn't always like being like 
you know, she's a great girlfriend. She doesn't want to be the hip hop girlfriend. Like she's not going to be sitting there holding a fucking light <laughs> for eight hours, you know, cause I need an extra pair of hands, but um, she's very gracious with that. Um, but it does bleed. That's the one thing it bleeds out into. Like sometimes my, mm. my damn, my social life is like my hip hop life. Like, you know, mm. so I just went on vacation, but that was strictly vacation. I didn't do any hip hop shit whatsoever. You, Normally half of the trip would have been like studio visits or, you know, shit like yeah. that. I think for me, it more impacts recording than it does writing. Yes. Um, you know, because it's like I can write in the morning, but I can't record in the morning because it's too loud for like a 6.30 a.m. to be recording. Um, right. So, but, you know, by the time everything's said and done, it's like 9.30, 10 o'clock and the six hours and I don't feel like recording. Right. Um, so, you know, writing isn't, isn't never an issue for that. And like, it doesn't really bleed over into you know, my work shit, um, just cause I've gotten good at compartmentalizing, which I wasn't in the past. Like that's become a skill as mm. I've gotten, you know, more things like, I forgot who said it to me, but if somebody said that, you know, the more things you have to do, mm. the more you can get done. Yep. Right. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I know when I have less to do, I'm like meandering, procrastinating, just being like, whatever. Mm-hmm. but when I got a ton yep. of shit to do, I can get a ton of shit done yep. and get it done in a short amount of time. So I think, you know, that's, that's just a skill that you pick up and you learn if you want mm-hmm. to survive. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but for me, it's it's really just the recording part that gets in the way. I mean, I I travel all the way to New York to record, so yeah. like I can imagine. And then also, um, I mean, the podcast saved my life in terms of scheduling because it, it censors my week. Right. So yeah. the fact that I have, like, uh, like again, I, re- I have a very malleable schedule. I can kind of do whatever the hell I want right now. Right. Um, the fact that I have a Wednesday, you know, and we, we, we record on Wednesdays, ladies and gentlemen. We used to record on Mondays, but anyway, when you have a tent pole of something that you're doing week by week, it helps mm-hmm. center and organize your week. So, okay, I have this day to right. do that, but I know coming up, I have to do some research for the pod the yep. day before, and then maybe the day of, I'm kind of clearing my schedule. You know, I, you know, I have, yeah, there, we had there's a power earlier. In, right. There's, there's yeah. a power in sameness. To yeah, have yeah. that, like, okay, I know I'm always going to be doing this at this time. So, like you're saying, like, we if we have a call earlier, it's like, okay, that's a new thing that me and you did, but the show is still happening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's show. um. Let's quick, I want to throw oh, in real quick is the the creative thing that used to dominate my attention that would take time away from stuff was mixing and mastering, and I just started outsourcing all that. So this mm-hmm. way. I'm like, so, that was worth the money to not have yeah. to deal with that shit. Yeah, I mean, that's something too. Like, you start figuring out what's worth paying for. Correct. Um, and but, literally, but quick, Zilla could save 500 a pop, but it's, you know, doing it himself. But like, are you saving peace of mind? No. Yeah, and time. Time is time is way more valuable. Correct. Yes. Good. Um, so, so just real quick, because we started talking about like the, the podcast being like the center point of the week and something that's scheduled. Mm-hmm. There was a question about like, as far as like doing the podcast, like how difficult was it to start? And is it like difficult okay. coordinating everything? So I think like that kind of just ties into that question. That's the only yeah. reason I brought it up since we already started talking about it. Let's finish it up. And that comes from Joe, uh, Joseph Kolarik. Word. Um, the podcast is a, a great exercise in us knowing our roles and mm-hmm. our jobs. So like we, we, you know, at first we were all kind of throwing everything into the pot, but I think we will settle into what our roles are for the pod. One of, and I don't, you know, I'm not going to break it down for the listeners, but like, all right, for instance, one of us kind of reminds us what's going on. Do we have a guest? One of us starts, you know, trying to chorus a guest. One of us will, 
keep track of all the topics we have and you know what do we have to do another one of us will let us know everybody's availability and you know then another one of us keeps track of the patreon another one of us keeps track of the promotion and sponsorships we get you know mm-hmm. so i think once we started figuring out who can do what and who's able to do what and we're also pretty flexible mm-hmm. um with each other's schedules so if we can't yeah, make it or definitely. we need to move it a day we'll talk to the guests we'll be very upfront and forward and also i think um just for the listeners question we got better at what we doing. Like there was times like a two hour pod is fine, but when we had a guest that could run long. So we started to learn how to do one hour pieces mm-hmm. or one and a half an hour pieces, but so I yeah. better yeah. not to be missing anything. Um, yeah. So I think it's just, uh, I think it's just growth with every, to the listeners question, growth with every single episode. Like I'm learning, of course. we're learning how to do it better every episode we do it once and, and I think it's also finding like our sweet spots on topics. Right. And like when, when something yes. like we start covering something too much. Right. Like figuring out like, all right, we need to let that lie and come up with some new ideas and things that we yeah. want to discuss. Yes. And know? that was so um, think, that ties into the one question too. And this is like another it's just these are all kind of like little pieces of, of of a puzzle. Like Jeff says, vacationer Jeff, like what what even brought us together to start the show? Yeah. So we like talked about that a bunch on past episodes. It was just really just uh separate conversations i was having with alaska and castro and then on the telephone during commutes yeah and just thinking like people should hear this shit and then me and zilla having other podcast opportunities well i have another podcast shout out podcast has no name and then we had other podcast opportunities that were falling through the cracks so when we thought about publishing these conversations we have he's like oh you know let's fulfill that podcast thing that hasn't worked out yeah Um, And that was pretty much it. That was it. So it was just like the old conversations I thought should be out in the world. That's it. (laughs) Then they agreed. (laughs) So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more listener questions. Blau. Shablau, Shamanalix, Sir, Shirasco, Shakali Agents. Betty Crocker. Shablam, Shablau. Are the four elements keeping you down? you find yourself cutting your fingers every time you work on a flyer or an insert? Are you tired of being asked to boost your ads or buy ad space? Well, the boys at Griff Company, we have the solution for you. Now, all jokes aside, this is Wrecking Crew Consultation. If you think that your hip-hop career can use a battery burst, do you feel like you want to have some type of counsel and a soundboard, or do you just need a good old pep talk? We can help you out here. So LaRocca and myself, Curly Castro, we are offering our consulting services at nominal fees. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot us an email, give us a call, and we'll help you out. Tell me, when was the first time you fell in love with hip-hop? <laughs> Ayo Q! Ayo Q! It's Wrecking Crew. Raheem's Lament, the new project from me, myself, Zilla Rock, and Curly Castro. Prem Rock, Small Professor. Available exclusively on Bandcamp via WreckingCrew.Bandcamp.com. We got all your favorite Wrecking Crew affiliates, homies on there. People you already know, I don't need to list them off. Go grab that joint right now. And then you could also grab the official first ever piece of Wrecking Crew. 
merch designed by Quandry himself. You can get the five panel hat or you can get the black snapback. Joints are shipping now. Alright? Raheem Clement, all types of wild shit on there. We got Arm and Hammer on there. We got Willie Green on there. We got Jason Griff on there. We got Quandry Messiah Music. We got new career crooks for me and Small Pro. Blue Edwards, the new group. Curly Castro and Small Pro. We got exclusive Prem Rock joints on there. Yo, it's crazy. Check it out right now. Raheem's Lament. Peace. Big, big Rin SD, also known as Moderna Day Maharaja. Asks, oh, that's Big R. Yeah, that's big, big R. R. Yeah. Oh, Big R. Big R in SD. Okay. Yeah, come on, bro. Got it. What's Sorry, man. I, you know, there's no punctuation <laughs> or spaces. Um, he wants to know what's an under the radar instrumental that uh, hip hop record that you recorded. So I guess this would be, oh, that you recommend. I'm sorry. What's an under the radar instrumental hip hop record that you recommend? Uh, See, what's the, the Breeze first record? One, two? No, that's, that's not under yeah. the radar. That's a pretty big record. Dabry, okay. Two, three. Uh-huh. Um, um, we were mentioning all right, we were mentioning alternative RJ releases, not just Dead Ringer. We're talking sure. about since 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 we last spoke. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, um, this this one I like from years ago. I don't know who this dude is, but I, I liked it a lot. It's called Smirk by Mr. Hill, and it's all like loops of my favorite kind of music, which is like 60s pop. Nice. So I found it years ago. I never heard this dude before. I tried to get Adam to work with him. He never responded to me. Mm-hmm. But it's called Smirk by Mr. Hill. And the I cover looks like some like Beastie Boys shit. I mean, a Beach Boys shit. Sorry. People, I know people know of it, but they sleep on my vinyl ways a ton. Peanut Butter Wolf. Like, that's a really nah, good I don't want to sleep on that shit. Yes, they do, man. Ask people. They, even, they don't have it. Pick you something know. from the last 10 years. Okay. All right. Um... I mean, it was hard. I like Kiefer's stuff on Stone's Throw. Yeah, he's fire. Um, um, the stuff oh, you know who boy is? Puts, you uh, said Kushik. Kushik, yep. It's, it's not really Kushik instrumental because he sings a little bit, but whatever. Yeah. He was a slept on Stone's Throw, dude. Yeah. Um, um, you can't go wrong with a... I don't know if that's called... Yeah, I was going to say zero seven, but... Oh, no, they're, yeah, they're big. And... Yeah. Uh, Blue Lab Beats is real dope. They're like a crew out of the UK. Nice. Um, and then Doof has a lot of cool instrumental records. Yeah, Doof, Doof's Flames. Yeah, Doof is real good. Um, we always go shout them uh, out. Brain Orchestra has a few real cool ones as well. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I'm a big fan of this group, uh, Javelin. They were big. Like. Oh, the, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Javelin um, made some which, um, you got to say this one. Odyssey's um, Red Creek. What's that Rock one? Creek Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rock Creek Odyssey's Park. Odyssey's got a lot yeah, of really good ones. Yeah, That's he's... five. But Rock Creek Park is yeah. really, really a piece of work. I think it's incredible. Day Tripper has a couple cool, cool ones. Um, big Spirit yeah. and one called F Daryl that are both real dope. Nice. Um, Denmark uh, Vesey's got some cool shit. Oh uh, yeah, Denmark's got some flames. Five more drugs. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, here's a good question. DJ Rashid. Shock G. Oh, sorry. Alas, did you have any more in your phone? No, no, go ahead. You could go oh, there. My bad. Uh, DJ Rashid said, DJ, I'm sorry, Shock G was nice on piano. Flav Flav plays drums and pianos too. What other mm-hmm. MCs play an instrument well? And are there examples of them getting busy on a song on both the mic and their instrument? Well, we can roll out fucking Little Wayne. 
Oh, yeah, with the guitar, please stop. It's fucking terrible. Please stop. Um, um, I guess I would rock him right. play a bunch of instruments. His family, he grew up playing, I think, the sax. I don't know if he played, I don't know if he kept playing he as an adult. On, on a track. I would start with Whitey Ford. Ooh. Um, wow. It, First it, Whitey lot, Ford mentioned on this show. Ever. A lot of his a lot of his stuff that he selects. Um, I would have to include, I'd be remiss if I didn't include Aesop, because I know he'll play bass on his own tracks. Does he play drums um, or no? He he'll play like he'll get handy stuff. He'll get um, you know, shorty from the other. But I know he's playing. He's playing stuff because okay. the way he the way he talks about definitely it, playing bass. The way he's, he's definitely playing. Yeah, bass. He, de- he definitely plays bass. The way he refers to it, he's played it out. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody did else? Most, did, I think uh, most can play like the rose or something. He can yeah. definitely play the drums. He's he can yeah. play the drums, but like yeah. rudimentally speaking, like some people could just bang out drums. They'll always tell you that. Yeah. Um, didn't chaos some stuff too? Who? Q-tip. Chaos. Q-tip. Q-tip can play. He can play. Yeah. He can play. He can play. Chaos. He can play guitar. Would, um, you got to say Anderson Pack. People don't realize. Yeah. How much yeah, he plays on his own I mean, stuff. yeah. I mean, Jay singing Stone and plays drums. I don't know if he ever really raps over his own drums, but on the his uh, no, one of uh, Peter Pan syndrome he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Pan Amsterdam Bruce. is like a classically trained jazz musician. That's fire. Yep. Yeah. It's fire. Uh, um, I think. Wait, did Astro Nautilus stop playing instruments? I think he, I think he does. He? I, I, I mean, I did a show with him where he played, but what'd you say? So I think he got canceled. Whatever, man. Did sure. he get canceled? Everyone I think so. Canceled. It's only a matter of time before one of us get canceled too. It's inevitable. No, I'm not getting We're canceled. <laughs> I, was, I, I was, I was nice to women and 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 on the internet. The, the key to never being up. canceled is just never apologize. You got to double down. Yep. Yeah, like no, nope. nah, man, y'all, like, y'all, 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 y'all going on the wrong tree, and I'm not following. Play it, man, relax. Thank you, ladies. Oh, here's another. Uh, here, all right, wait, here, I'm gonna double up real quick from DJ Rashid. This is a good one. What rappers yeah. use? What rappers use punch ends on the low? All of them. <laughs> no, no. Let's call it. Like, no, we, we're gonna give the listeners a gem. Like, how can they tell? Um, if you're Cormega, good, they Cormega uses a lot. Cormega uses a lot of punch ends. Wow. Um, Nas punches in a lot more than you realize. He does yeah. now. He definitely does. Nas now. punches in a lot more yeah, than I, you realize. I punch in all the time. Good for you. I don't give a fuck. What, like, I get any, like eight like bars you, in and then I fuck up. And you just pick it up? I mean, so, yeah, I, you know. Yeah. I used to. I time I, like that, so I I'm, can, like a, I'm like a group. I've built in places in my verses where I can punch in. I'm like, where you can, yeah, you do that. Right you, you always send me like you a four, four tracks of vocals and shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't care because it's like, and I used to be like, uh, it used to be like an act of attrition. I'm gonna get it through one take. Yeah, no. hey, you were and a I, I was really, oh yeah. god, I'm like really yeah, bad with it. But now, um, now I lessen the the ropes on that, like, because I can write with that in mind. So this yeah. would be better if I yep. record this piece and then come back and do this piece. And I, True. and I, and I, I attribute that to LP. Like I, I didn't realize, you know, company flow and fan damn. I was like. He's kind of writing like that. Like they're doing it kind of on purpose. Right. Like, yeah. you know, Vass was really good at that. Vass was really good at writing his verses where it's like sort of like vocal, double vocal tracking, intentional mm. vocal double tracking. Right. Where something like bleeds some onto something shit. else. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's like Slick Rick does it a lot too. Hmm. Yeah. Slick Rick's joints like one little half millisecond going to the yeah. next. Like, it sounds like yeah. he's recording line by line. Yeah, almost like he's having a conversation with himself. Right, and that and that helps with the conversational. But also, you have to write with that in mind. You have to know yeah. the tenses. 
you have yeah. to answer yourself kind of cleverly. Yeah, Vast used to yeah. answer himself kind of funny. Um, yeah. The front of my shed says, go ahead. The back Aesop of my shirt just did says, it too. what like, now? Like, like Labor Day's Aesop, he, mm-hmm. float in Labor Day's, he did a lot of punch-ins. Yeah, once the, same the technology thing. became easy to do, there was no reason not to do it. Right. But I'll you still what, have worst... to mentally write it because you're, still, a, you know, yeah. you're still going to your 4-4 count. If you have somebody, Eminem did it with his overdubs. Yeah. Y'all get what I'm saying? Like talking to himself. Yeah. Like I'm just saying yeah. you have to be aware. The yeah. worst one yeah. I've ever heard is Guru on the owner's album. It's bad. Oh, God. Like oh, the yeah. edits, the, as nothing is cross-faded in. So you could hear like him being ended abruptly and then layering. It's just, it's like the Much better vocal job they did on, what was the last, the Posse the, album? The, the, one the Royalty, did. one of the best yet. The Royalty, the, yeah. yeah. The royalty that, that's, that was much better job done with his vocals. There was a there was a hatchet job done on um nigga please too on old dirty. They said that yeah so DJ Rashid said that like they, they did it a lot for Easy you know the old dirty but no one really cared which is true right but um All right. Good, good question man uh, great question I'm just scrolling up are are we caught up with the the timelines uh let me catch one more real quick from over go here. for it oh, my, my uh, this is the last one I got on my on well my let phone, me see so. I put up the I put up like a last minute yeah, hey you put get up your one as well in. so. Yeah, so let me see um, if anybody answered. So, what does the group think about Stones Throw releasing Mad Villainy 2 uh, as an unfinished album? Apparently, they got permission from Doom's wife. I I heard years ago, like 10 years ago, that the album was done. And there was just issues about his immigration shit with the UK, but then just like money shit. So this was like 10 years ago. I heard this from someone like in and around that spl- that place. So I don't know. But yeah, they should put it out. Like, why not? Yeah. I don't probably. I mean, I've been hearing about it long enough that I, I think it's kind of weird wondering if it's going to come out or not because I feel like Stone Stone doesn't like pump fake. They would have been put it out. Yes. Even when he was, that's my point. Like it would have been came out if it was in any way, shape or form ready to come out. There was right. no reason for them not to really drop it. I mean, they did a Mad Villainy to a remix. Like, you know what I'm saying? They have no right. problem releasing Mad Villainy stuff. Mad right. Villainy stuff. So, I mean, they've done a million I don't represses. Think it, yeah, I don't think it'll ever come out. Okay. Unless Mad, Mad Lib got inspired and took all the vocals and redid something. Yeah. Um, and from, from kind of scratch something with a little bit newer, newer energy. Mm-hmm. He seems like the type that he gets tired of his own stuff. So if that has like a couple of years energy on it and now with yeah. the with, with him passing, I doubt it'll ever come. Seriously. Bet. Um, cool. Do you have, Kasher, do you have any questions on your thing? No, nah, nobody answered. Okay. Nobody and then I'll ask, are you caught up? Yeah, I'm caught up. Bet. Uh, so there's a couple of people have asked us about venues and shows. So Max okay. Nopo said, what's the first show you want to play um, when you come back? Like what bill, what venue? And then also uh someone else asked i'm scrolling through my apologies oh crunch rap supreme tweets van zant said what's a i'm sorry no i'm looking at the wrong one someone asked about what shows venues um here it is art fucks <laughs> at uno more 52 said as the world starts opening back up how do you feel about doing shows touring any concerns would you like to see a out of at events for safety there you go so like basically about shows so Castro, I know um, you, you got you had you had a tour tentatively scheduled last year. So what, yeah, we had some that? dates. So well, right now we have um, Shrapnel has a show in September in Brooklyn. Bang, we got that nice. book. So um, Fuck yeah, we're definitely looking to go international. 
like shrapnel was all set up to hit the road like that was that was another big point of us coming together mm. um so as soon as it opens up you know we're ready we're ready to rock like um shit the reason i got vaccinated is because i wanted to talk Bet. so it was just pra- practically speaking i was like these countries ain't gonna let us in unless you know we're taken care of so so yeah just look for us you know on dates um anything as soon as new york opens back up in terms of like performances which mm-hmm. seems like september is like a date because i think even conway and scope scope got cooked yeah, on got chest, i'll go to that show, um shit. i'll even drop a little hint on y'all uh fucking arm and hammer is touring in the fall um so like i think that's when everybody's hitting in the road and so me and me and prim plan to be part of that vanguard for sure nice. we have some um uh switzerland connects they were trying to bring us out there um, before everything shut down, shit. And I also dropped a record with a company in Switzerland, so Switzerland Buena Ventura. Like, you know, a little bit. Uh, like that's going to be like a definite at some point in time. But so yeah, I mean, you don't you don't uh, do shows. What, you don't care, right, Alaska? No, I don't give a shit. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm not doing any shows. I'm not going to any shows. Um, if I was going to go to show, I want to go to like a big ass spectacle show, like you know Kid something Rock. that like. Motley yeah, Crew Kid Rock, Motley Crue, um, Slipknot, Mac Lamore. Slipknot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I realized, like, I don't, you know, I realized maybe like ten years ago that all the shows I went to from like the time I started rapping with jokes until I was like in my early forties, I just went to hang out with friends and drink. Like, I, right. I ended up really not watching any of the shows. Right, and then once my friends stopped going to shows, like I was just like, "This sucks." Yeah, and then I just started going, not going anymore. I'll go like I'll go see Shrapnel in Brooklyn. I probably won't watch the show, but I'll come and hang out with y'all. Shouts, shouts to you. Yeah, thank you. You know what I mean? But <laughs> that's all we want. Yeah, I'm. You know, I mean, you've seen one rapture. You've seen them all. Yeah, really. I mean, to so your credit, you true. have done. No, you have done hundreds and hundreds of shows. So yeah, I mean. You know, I, I did like rock the bells and pay dues. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna see anything bigger than like Wu Tang in front of like hundred thousand people. Probably not. Yeah, yeah probably so not. So it's like, um, You're but, yeah, reason, like, but yeah, I really like just I'll, seeing friends. So that's all I really want to do there. Bet. No, I still got the performance bug. I still think I have a lot to go in terms of like getting my performance where I want it. I'm pretty hard on myself about it because I think I suck now. Um, compared yeah, to, uh, I used to, pure apathy. Uh, I used to, nah, Alaska. Apathy. I used to be, shoot, I used to be a dynamo up there. It's a whole different business. So I'm trying to get back there. Well, speak, speaking of getting back be, there, can, you know, speaking, speaking of getting back there, wow, this is a horrible segue. No, nah, this, this has nothing to do with it. This is the next question <laughs> from Crunchwrap Supreme Clientele tweets Van Zant. What's a bar from each of the other two you wish you had written? The question is for all three of you. Wow. Oh man, god damn it. Um it's a tough one. Um Zilla, I like his Batman on crack line. It's, it's, I'm pretty fond of that one. And that? Um, oh from the on, nice um, Mark Spector yeah. Street. Yeah. Yeah. People and that. Alaska. <laughs> um it's not a lot, it's not a bar. It's pretty much like the whole Royal Tenenbaum song on Chumzilla's record. <laughs> that joint I really is like stupid. the whole thing. It, it'd be hard for me to pick oh, up. Shit. Sorry, pick a bar, but yeah, that whole thing. That one in um, Ramble Z is the equation. Like, I have to pick whole songs. Yeah, that's, that's my pick. That's a good one. 
for Castro, I always go Grandma's Fable off Tosh because that shit makes me fucking weep forever. Yeah. That shit I've heard like ten times. I I it's just it's a powerful record. And no one like no one what separates Castro to me from the wave of indie underground is ninety five out of a hundred dudes that are just cranking out vinyl and putting the fucking eye black over tarot cards eyes or whatever the fuck they can't make shit like that man they don't go there they don't pick that type of beat they don't get that open and they don't get melodic when they want on top of snapping and you know flying everywhere and having a great voice and delivery and you know shouts to you for the haram feature and all that like Mm -hmm. that opened up a lot of people to you but for me it's like i've been hearing you do verses like that for 12 years you know what i mean it's like just another dope Castro verse to me where everyone's like, oh, shit, he just puffy. Oh, my God. Where I'm like, yeah, but Grandma's and Fable, before, like, you, can't um, make that shit. you can't make that shit. The, I know, but it's so timely. Like, I think that's what the benefit of the line is. Because, well, um, now it is. You know, God rest the dead. Yeah. Rest in peace, Black Robin. And it's like bringing Puffy. And then Puffy's tone deaf tweet about that letter he was writing. Oh, yeah. Everybody was like, yeah, that was easy. Yeah. After, my, you know, he oh, set totally. the stage for it. Yeah, and then and then my last shit is a vigilante breakfast on Midnight Suns. Yeah, where he says I, I disappear like Boulder Dash. Yeah, and he but he does like the, it's more like his flow. You can try a hide your shit. Like I I just I just like I said to somebody the other day I was like Alaska is like the rapper I want to be like in my late forties. Like I want to be that dude who's like having fun with it when he's like still oh, slow wise. It's um topical. Boulder can't blow. Oh. <laughs> Oof. You son of a bitch! Great call, <laughs> great call. That's it right there. In terms of the flow, camp like that's, that's the old camp flow. Yeah, old camp flow is all that. Peace, peace. And what's it like oh, you say about what, so, what, so, what, so, so actually, yeah, I miss him. Uh, I, I did yo. some research on, on you guys because I wanted to like really get my right shit. But um, oh, so you had this question? And I did. I had it, and this well, is one I wanted to make well, sure because I knew I would come into it and be like, oh, I like this one. Um, so for Castro, it's on Dianetics. Ooh, really? and it's like, wow, that's, that's yeah, waterboard blue terror through, uh, into my nostrils. I breathe through my Gil yeah. Scott Heron Apostle. That's just yeah. insane. That's and then for for um, Zilla, like, because the first one I ever heard Zilla on was um, 17 Days in Virginia. Yeah, that was the song that introduced fire. me to you. And then there's two, two lines I really love in that shit. See if you it's catch from, it. see from if you catch BK it. to NJ, same shit as the net switch. The necklace I bought never meant shit. And then the other one is um, I'm sipping Johnny Walker Red Label on the rocks. Youngsters on cassette and Justin's boombox. Yes, that's Justin. I, there was one line there I thought you would catch because you're a football dude where I say we're, now we're down in VA, Jokes and James Farrier. Because <laughs> he played in Virginia. What a, what a, what a disappointment. Fucking linebacker oh. from the Steelers. No one caught that. What a, what a disappointment James Farrier turned James out. Yo, he, Farrier. Was, he was a jet first. Wasn't he? Oh, he was. Yeah. 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 And he yep. sucked until uh, his last season. Yep. What his contract a disappointment. Here. Shout out to James Ferrier. Hey, we were writing about his ass every week. What's wrong with him? Yeah. <laughs> he was Ferrier. the worst, yo. All right. Here's a good question. I know the answer for Alaska from Pete Bone 76. How do the three of you listen to music? Streaming services, vinyl, tape. Alaska, tell about your thoughts on vinyl and tape. <laughs> yeah, I only listen to Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> 
As much as I bitch about Spotify, it's the only thing. I what's that? To. What's that one line you said about that? You said something like, "Yeah, I hate on Spotify, but I gotta admit that shit is kind of fly." You say that. Yeah, so yeah it was on. Um, it was on hurt? the kids are all right from uh, from words hurt. Yeah. It was, the line was something like that. Like, yeah, I used to be um, Spotify, but I, can't, I, I used to like hate it. Spotify, but now I, now I subscribe. I can't shit. I can't front that shit is kind of fly. <laughs> <laughs> Castro, you still got the the Rasco vinyl right now playing in the background. You know it double. I think Galliate <laughs> double vinyl. Yo. So many pieces of vinyl. So much. Well, I, I bought these on sale. So yeah. it wasn't nothing. Like, so, but, but I do want to point out. I do want to point out that though I only listen on Spotify, I do buy a shit ton of t-shirts. You do. You're a t-shirt. Yeah, I got a lot of rap t-shirts. So I, I support shit. T-shirt. You listen yeah. to musical t-shirts. <laughs> Exactly. Give me, give me a mini. Put a, put a, put a QR code or a capture on a T-shirt, a t-shirt. <laughs> and he'll wave his phone over it, and that's that's the way to get him. Yep. Yeah. Um, Did I ever tell you about I, um, the time somebody? Because I, I got a lot of these no, T-shirts real quick. I was wearing um the known unknown shirt. Right. Yep. And you know it's like the intersection and the the like that car accident and everything. Right. And I, I was wearing it to the gym, and I walked into the gym, and the dude's like. You got a rebel flag on your chest? We don't oh like that. I was God. like, motherfucker, no. We don't like that. Yeah, it was, it was like some that, some white dude with like a handlebar mustache too. Like, <laughs> we don't like that. We, we, we don't, don't like, like that. that. Just making sure that's not cool here at Blink Fitness. <laughs> like, but, like, who, thanks, who, Josh. Who's this wink? Thanks, Where, where's your little... Where's your thanks, little, Kiefer. Eat a dick. <laughs> where, where's your little uh, studio audience this week? We don't like that. There's always one yeah. person that says that to you. It's never like four yeah, the people middle like, post hey, on Facebook. Like I, I did my activism for today. I, I told a nebulous white man to take that Confederate shirt off my gym. And then yeah. I you know, did five guys. I realized curls. it was a Confederate, but I had to commit to it. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, I, I had to commit to it. it. I realized that it was like a pan African rapper, but yeah, uh, I listen, yeah. I listen to Apple music and then a lot of Apple radio, <laughs> man. I fuck with Apple radio a lot. Like, artist shows um like i listen to, like a lot of uk rap shows i listen to this one show called soul selection they played like like new r&b like under the radar shit and then i listen to like action bronson show live from the moon where he just plays like all world music for like an hour um so i love that shit and then uh vinyl i just been playing um like old records i just either had i bought for sampling and never listened to really or like shit i got from like my my family members addicts and i'll just play them now while i'm working and like if i catch something for a sample then i go back and you know i'll, I'll, I'll rip it off the vinyl and fuck with mm-hmm. it like that but yeah I, I wish i just had more money to buy but there's just so much fucking vinyl right now from people and just, I, I, I buy a lot more I can't afford food. it i'm sorry i, I go know. on binge i'll yeah, do a vinyl some. binge like i buy a lot of vinyl if i have to yeah. if I come across some money but then i won't play them until I sit down and then I'll yeah, play yeah. like it's five, a, six of them in a row. It's a good, it's a good process. Like to just be, it, it's a good feeling to lock in. Like when I play CDs in my car, it's only because I just want to hear that one thing. I don't want to yeah. look at my phone, fucking mess around. So yeah. it's cool. Now uh, I also do um, YouTube dives. Like if I find a song on YouTube, I'll start listening to yeah. the suggestions mm-hmm. one after the other, after the other, you know. And the next thing you know, you're watching QAnon videos for three days, but what are you going to do? Hey, nah, I pretty much <laughs> stay with the De La Soul Break of Dawn videos. All right, so wait, here's a good one from, C, from Def C about music. Heavy Mental right. or, or Rockets to Nebula? Um, And it's interesting, we have that episode coming up with 808 um, going over Killer Priest. Oh, no, it's tell. still always going to be... The one with Dan o? 
That's it. You and Fat Boy Sharif. That's what it's in. Oh, I did put that. Everybody go beat um, Free Music Empire. The, it's like two hours. Castro, oh, Fat Boy Sharif. Free Music Empire. Killer sorry. Killer when is, when is our 808 episode coming out? Uh, should be pretty I'll soon. Think. Cam told okay. me. He, he's basically. Yeah, we, we have a crossover episode. Create 808s about J. Rude Damager. So that'll be out whenever. Yeah, so sorry. I got um, confused. Heavy um, Mental? Or it's always Heavy Mental. It's, it's always Heavy Mental. I like Rockets. <sighs> I really like where he's coming from. It's always Heavy Mental. Like, are you kidding me? I got to say Rockets. Heart. I got to say Rockets. No, never. I, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to. I'm not dissing Heavy Mental. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm just, it's, heavy Mental is an incredible record. I mean, but you're just, talking 20 some years later doing an exa- album exactly with Rockets my Nebula. Point. Like, that's. <clears throat> That's, that, that's that's an achievement. Okay, then he said favorite battle rappers. Oh, you didn't even ask me. Oh, you you don't listen to you don't listen to Rockets and Nebula. I was gonna I was gonna say a written testimony. <laughs> oh my god, that, that's <laughs> the better killer priest album. The better killer priest. What who and who's favorite battle rappers? Um, okay, Cash so Richard right Ward. now it's my man T Top. Like I like him a lot. I like DNA right now. My um, classically speaking, uh, I used to like Blind Fury. But um classically speaking, this is a this is a throwback. I love Swan. Swan I thought Swan was Swan. a major, a ma- major Swan? problem. Philly no, Swan? it's just Swan with two ends. Okay. Um it's Swan. He was funny as shit. But um I- I'll be remiss to, to not like uh, it's obviously um James, right? Yeah. No can do all day. It's no can do. Yeah. James is the best. James is my favorite. Uh, the Blueprint's cool. a real good battle rapper too. Blueprint's good. I shout out our yeah. man Voss. Just Voss like Voss, dope. yeah. Voss is yeah. an ill battle rapper. Voss is really ill. Um, Logic has some good stripes and some yeah. battles. So, I like um, when I realized it when I got over myself. I really like those battles. Hell yeah! But I had to get over myself to see his theatrics and how it works. You know what I'm saying? Because at first, right. when you watching it, it's just like, oh, he's not. Is he rhyming on beat? What is he doing? He's pulling his pants up. Like it was weird. He was unbelievable. Oh, but yeah. currently, I the. Uh, Daylight really is. He's very impressive. The theatrics are nothing. Like the stuff that he does, theatrical, that's nothing compared to like how he he uh, how he sets up his pieces. Daylight is very yeah, impressive. Yeah, he's hot. Okay. And then uh, the last question is from Def C was Dipset or the Locks? I gotta go Dipset a thousand times out of a thousand. Uh, I got. Uh, it's not even close. I'm such a Santana fan. Yeah, it's not even close because it's the Locks. It's not even what? close. Are you serious, loose, man? She glues your style fit. Like oh, I used God. to like them so much with cool tapes before they dropped, before Bad Boy and all that. So if you think about it, they had a longer shelf life for me. Dipset. Okay, fair enough. Um, when when on um, let me know, and I started seeing Jimmy in the video. That's mm-hmm. when I started liking Dipset, and then yeah. Jules. But like as far as like who I've been banging with the longest, I have to go with the lock because I was cool tape when Styles and Styles Panero, she yeah, Styles Gian, is, and Jada Kiss. Before yeah. they would call the locks, they, you knew them as Styles Panero. Yep. You know, but you but it, on the credits on the clue tapes, it would say Styles Panero, yep. Chief Luciano, and Jadakiss. And it was just like, oh man, look at these names. I, it was like the Three Musketeers, like D'Artagnan and them to me. That was their street name. So, like, the Three yeah. Musketeer name. So, I was fucking with it heavy. Sorry. All right. I'm a dipset. And Alaska definitely is the locks. And that's he fucking hates dipset, clearly. I mean, I, I really like Jules Santana and I like Sheik Luch. Those are the two that I like. Everybody else I don't give a fuck about. Wow. Yeah. Those are the good picks. Without, that's the picks. Those are the picks. Yeah. Pushing them daisies, you crazy? You know? Because I remember like everybody kind of was like, ah, Sheik. But they was like, nah, it's not. Sheik's it's not sharp. like, ah, Sheik. It's not like he, he's not Proslo. He's fucking Sheik Luch. 
yeah. D block. <laughs> you know D block. Like, she got the personality uh, in the group. He does. He definitely does. Definitely does. All right, what else we got, y'all? And then we'll hit a break. All right. Uh, how about this one? This is a quick one. We hit before the break. Uh, Max von Cedo, MC Doe at um, or at MC Doe wants us to rank in order: Oof. CL Smooth, Guru, and Tretch. CL Tretch Guru done. CL Smooth go Guru Tretch. Tretch. Yeah, I'm a big CL guy. I'm a big CL Smooth. I go Tretch Guru CL. Wow. I, I would go Tretch CL Guru. Three different rankings. I'm a big CL guy. I love CL, dude. Yeah, Tretch is hella underrated, man. I think I think Tretch both are underrated. Incredibly yeah. underrated. I think Tretch I think Guru. Incredible. I think what was the best thing Guru ever did was brand himself by that mostly the voice shit because yep. every fucking conversation about Guru for thirty years, like, well, like he said, well, mostly yeah. the voice. He has you know, the voice. He has he the voice. Like, he's the best voice. He almost, he was he was the best voice in hip hop by default because that was his tagline. And then once and, DMX came out, it was over. <laughs> but no, but, but but the point is, like, he stuck yes, he to his style. Himself. And then also, he was able to show you, okay, I know I do this style with Premier, but here's this right. Jazzmatazz where my style still works. True. And yeah. I think that's what, that's what, to Jazzmatazz is like, okay, you know what I'm saying? We're not going to get bored of it. To me. True. No. That's what it yeah. But the problem for me with Guru is that at some point he lost his pocket. Totally. Like, these oh, are the guys who just didn't lose his pocket. What's that? You feel like he was all beat or just yes. dragging? Like he would fall. Not off beat, beat just sort of like there was no like smoothness to it anymore. It right. was kind of like he'd still hit the he'd hit the snares, but there was like something about no the style of it got lost. Yeah, like, there was, for instance, yeah. um, the swing on X to the next girl. I always yeah, yeah, think yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then when and then yeah. when and then and then yeah. and then, you know it's just yeah or even like yeah, a long well, way to go this is a chaos shit like yeah. it had on the suede tins and the two-tone leather this was a night to remember i've got the lines yeah. backwards but you know what i'm saying like he just sort of like moved within the beat real well like, he just stopped doing that like it was almost like he tore a hammy and just couldn't really move around <laughs> the beat. right right locally tore a hamstring and then trash yeah. is just you know no, no one Church, ever Church. made so many anthems while being the most overly wordy lyrical motherfucker at the same yeah. time. Yeah, no one could do that. Like when he and when it he was able like, to do stories that he would put that that pattern because yeah. that could that could break up you you know you keeping Dude. up with the story. But he was yeah, like when, on on like feel me flow, he says you're about to feel the chronicles of the bionicle lyric, lyrically spit and just missing them on a mission and just hit. And now that was like a summer hit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he's rapping like a fucking like. Like symbiote, but then here alien. we go now. And Holly, yeah, he always, finish, finish, finish. Yep. Like, you know, yeah. but I remember like ghetto child, like the stories that he yeah. would go through that oh flow, God. and I was like, hmm, you know, because you know, you sim- stories, you simply would slow down, right? Yeah. You want people right. to keep up with you from bar one to bar eighty, because sometimes it might be that long. And yeah. I remember he would did it, did it, and then he would come back to the slow part. So like definitely, but it wasn't given that credit because they were making anthems. Yeah. It wasn't in like totally. a serious rap group it wasn't a hardcore group no matter how he dressed and changed he wore and right. it wasn't serious it wasn't taken serious because of the anthems they were being created yeah i mean right. hip-hop array was like kind of like their curse yeah right because i mean it became the type of thing like martha stewart's doing it at the knicks game yep <laughs> and then and now like you're, you're playing at, yeah serious. you're playing at you're playing at the games and stuff so then it's yeah. like the serious songs on there everybody's ignoring when it used to be the other way around Remember, he had a lot of serious songs, and they would yep. do the flow, flow pickups, and the more amped up. Then he would have a little bit more bars, 
but no one told you to do hip hop or race. And then they have other joints that turn into anthems, whether they yeah. meant to or not. And now they're making kind of like anthem music. The hooks are kind of getting the same. Yeah, and but, but they stop branching out. It's all After written, written, on now, kitten, or, written on the kitten. Yeah. <laughs> OPP. Dude, even, on, even Do My Dirt Obama Lonely. Yeah. Yep. That joint's Dude, really that like 1993 album bangs. I listened to that shit yeah, recently. Great. I haven't listened never to it since it. like 93. Great record. But it's see, so were you Z, were you out of the naughty? No, I wasn't I I loved all I just bought all their singles. I never singles. heard it. Okay, I've never played never a Naughty by Nature album front to back okay, in my life. Never was. once. Dude, we gotta do a naughty by nature episode. I'll do that. I'll, I will listen. I will spend a week just listening. Nothing. I would love to do it. I just never have. So let's take a break. We'll be right back with this 19 naughty break here. <laughs> Call out culture, hip hop, hooray, uh, ho. Hey, ho. <laughs> Call brought out to culture. you by brought Kingsford Coles. 1993. On a new collaborative endeavor, get fucked up on a budget alcohol level to the point where they want to breathalyze you in your own home. You know, Natty's the only beer. They're like, it's okay to drink it warm. We don't care. <laughs> Natty ice warm? Oh, that sounds Ugh. like a bad. It sounds like a bubble. I don't know. Like I'm like, like, but it's not any better. It's not any better cold. Right. It does. There's no drop off. Oh, that's quality. what I'm saying. Oh, so you like, like old English, warm <laughs> yeah. is like, all right, I'm just oh, fuck it. Like it's like warm old English, is like fuck it means to. You know what? The, like, yeah. You're trying to drink it down to a certain point. <sighs> yeah. When it's you cold, take the whole forty. It's to the head. very yes. enjoyable. Like a yeah. cold old English. Well, I throw, you know, enjoyable. That, that's a generous term to say. No, I'm just saying, like it's still like <laughs> as a nice young cold. drinker it was. As a young drinker, yeah, like it still shit. tastes like a decent cold beer, Me not too. like yeah. swell room temperature. Like Oof. when you learn how to drink red stripe room temperature is actually good, but then like Heineken's and Guinnesses and well, if you start drinking like like Belgian ales, you're supposed to drink them at room temperature, like certain IPAs. That's, yeah, right? that's different, right? That's versus like Matt, Maddie like, is like right. I found that under my I found that under my couch from three weeks ago. Fuck it. All right, like Bud Ice and Bud Light. The cold is the excuse. Ooh, it's a nice cold one, but it don't taste good. Right. It's just yeah, like it's just, cold. It's just way more alcohol. Swilling around in your mouth. Way yeah. more alcohol. You see what I'm saying? But yeah. that's like that's, what that's like the whole Coors Light thing though. Like it's just something that's doesn't have any flavor. It's just water. Mm-mm. You just get it ice cold, and you could just. Drink I never. It dr- I've never drunk a Coors. Yeah, you know, you know what I would drink Coors Light. I've never drunk it when. I remember there was a study like seven, eight years ago. They were like, the best thing to drink after a workout is a beer yeah. because it actually gives you the carbs. It does more than just water to hydrate you. So I would like drink Coors Light after I did like a, an hour and a half workout. Insane. And I was like, oh, cool. And then after like a half hour, I was like, just pissing all out. I'm like, this is what? It's, it's all just water. And then you see you're sweating water. the beer. Yeah. I was like, but it's like, like if you're like, if you know you're going to be drinking, all day long from like nine in the yeah, morning like, you go like tailgating to like nine like, at night yes, yeah yeah you like, gotta take a, a beer to in between yeah, but you're just like i know you gotta take a beer minutes, can... that's the problem yeah I, when i have to lot. drink beer all day when i don't <sighs> but it, it's actually fresh right i've never seen stripe. you drink for more than like three hours nah three hours long <laughs> call up cultural listeners this is your boy jason griff friend of the podcast just wanted to come through and let you know that i just dropped a new beat tape it's called to sample only water for 10 days and it's inspired by a john frusciante album of a similar title hit up insubordinaterecords.com today and get yourself a digital copy use the discount code callout and take an extra 15 percent off so hit insubordinate records drop that discount code callout 
Get yourself 15% off. And as always, long live Scorsese and fuck Jason Griff. Our culture brought to you by... Manage. Ice cold but ice. <laughs> Taste the fucking same as Corey's. Yeah. Just has way more on all. It's uh, what? If you ain't drinking Corey's, you gotta go with the banquet beer. The Corey's Wait. banquet. There was a show I was watching where Duke just kept ordering banquet beer, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" He like just give me a Coors banquet. Yeah, I know. I, I watched that, that show too. What yeah, the what the fuck? Fuck? It's better than the sitcoms. They had Foster's in there for some reason. Banquet you know beer. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Foster's. Um, Foster's Australian for beer. For beer. Wait, the, the yo the yeah. dude. Um, I can't remember if he did the he did the Johnny Lawrence in uh. Is Johnny Lawrence in um, Cobra Kai? <laughs> yeah, Cobra Kai. He's always drinking he's a drink. <laughs> he he always, drinks always banquet. Cora's banquet, not Cora's banquet. Oh wow! <laughs> Yo, Castro, when you said Foster's, yeah. remember um, when I was living in Fishtown, and the yes. dude who owned the house, remember I had a studio up there because dude had a vocal studio already before I moved in. And oh, he was okay. an Australian dude. So, so Alaska, this girl I used, I used to date. I lived I lived with her very, very briefly because she was renting a house from her friends who moved to LA. So the dude yeah. she rented the house from, it was her friends that got married. He was he was Australian. And I can't remember he did the voiceover work either Foster's Australian for beer or Outback Steakhouse. Wow. <laughs> the other, it was his voice. So he had a spare bedroom in his house that was already a mic booth with like the nice the baffles on the wall and the soundproof shit like stapled in. Yeah. So when I moved in, I'm like, oh, this is a layup. All I gotta do is just bring my fucking mic in. This shit is hooked up. This is perfect. That's so dope. every time I see the commercials, I'd be squinting. I'm like, is that him on the Outback or the fucking Fosters? Australian yeah. Fabia. All right, that's a good question. Ready? Um, <laughs> uh, Dan at Mind underscore Playing. When, if ever, do you think you'll retire or quit rapping? Mm. Yeah, you could ask that question now. I'm now I'm gonna keep rapping as long as I can talk. So if I don't have a yeah. fucking stroke, um, and even even still, I would be determined to learn how to talk again so I can rap. Or I'll be rapping like this. And that's no diss to anybody that's mute. I as long as I can communicate sound, I'll be Morse code than a motherfucker. You can call me MC Morse. Morse. Like, <laughs> Morse. Yeah, I don't have any play. It's no, there's no, there's no. Um, specific retirement for me I, I just i just this is what this is the best thing i can do not the best not the only thing i can do but the best thing i can do so i'm just gonna keep doing it as long as i'm able i mean I, i've stopped as long, as long, wait, wait 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 until i fall off beat when uh, i start falling off beat i i'll put it up i'll do some mega I'll, punches I'll, you're like oof. Yeah. I'll, I'll write haiku but i do not i do not want to be that that old oh. carous one you cannot find your flow anymore it's in your mind like i'm not doing that yo. <laughs> no. i'm not doing because it's funny because i just bring it up because even ghostface and karis one both they you revert to some old school humming rhymes to yourself flow because you could mm. you could always kind of do that like yeah. you know it's like the basic skeletal uh flow like ha i'm not you caught like you'll yeah. you'll go back to that type of shit yeah and i know i'm good no but that that'd be the end of it. yeah sorry yeah i mean i think if i just started hating it i would stop but but you know like i I don't see myself that way. Like, i do want to like rap until my 60s and 70s yeah be awesome. like, i think it'd be you see you see them 70 year old uk drill dudes no uh there's these two <laughs> drill rappers they're 70 years old they're old as hell like, I'm going to get start them teeth when i run like you, you oh yeah, yeah i did see that shit uh, I, did. Yeah, I, I thought that was like some some scam shit 
No, they really be because I saw them doing a live freestyle. They went on like one of those radio shows and did it live, and traded not, off. Yeah, I I think for it's not me, a gimmick. Uh, not thankfully, gimmick. I, I think for me, as long as uh, I'll definitely like stop performing when I hit a certain age because I think I just look would look patently ridiculous rapping it in front of people, but to still record. I, I don't think yeah I, I can't really see an expiration because I always do like I'll hear shit or have conversations and I'll, I'll write it down on my phone is like oh like oh I always feel like I'm, I'm gonna use that later and and I haven't stopped doing that being like oh I'll use mm-hmm. that phrase or oh that would be a great hook or like even people tweet some shit to me and I'm like oh that's a bar oh that's a hook and I'm serious They're like ah oh, you're being funny I'm like no that's a hook what you just said like that shit is hard so as long as I could keep doing that like yeah I don't think there's an expiration date on that. I want to get to the point where like rappers are like in their sixties and seventies and like seersucker suits sitting on a stool on a stage, just like, like sort of rapping a couple verses. Yeah, yeah. Like, just like, that shit. With, like with jazz spoons, musicians with, are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just like smooth out. With like, spoons? With you know spoons? what I mean? Yeah. Spoons playing the spoons. Uh, more more telling stories in between songs and actually doing songs. Honestly. Oh, like that's, that's what I'm looking for. Snooping. I'll be like snooping Vegas. Like, um, actually that's um some some Saul Williams performances be like that. He'll, yeah. he'll orate between between like songs. He does. Like, all right, Saul Williams, for instance, he's gonna be performing until he's 90, like Lee Scratch Perry or some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Why not? All right, here, here's a good question. Uh from Ryan. Uh, Ryan Gilda 422. What are your opinions on CeeLo Green only music wise? Only music wise? Yeah. Nah, nah, I told you so. Like he wanted to be all galactical and singing and all that stuff, and I didn't want him to do it. I wanted him to rap and right and build a twenty-two right next door to you. Like I wanted you to rap. You yeah. didn't want to rap. Nope. And you get what you pay for, and that's how I see. Uh, you know, you get what you pay for, yo. He wanted to be in that world. He wanted to wear uh head-to-toe gold suits. Yeah, then you know, <laughs> shit happens, man. Should stay rapping. Wow. What are you talking about? See you though. What about you, Alaska? I have mixed like mixed feelings on him. I like some of his shit. I don't like some of his shit. Like I like CeeLo more as a feature than a, a main artist. Mm. Like I like when he comes in on like Outcast songs where he's like, yeah, just singing on like Smodio to Dip, Dipalicious or whatever the fuck he comes in on. And yes. like, um, what's the shit he does on Equemini that's real dope? Not Equemini. Black um, Ice. Oh, Black oh, Black Ice. Ice. Yeah. Wow. Black Ice. But he has the I mean, shit that he get up, get out, get something. One of his greatest verses ever is yeah. a feature on out. You know, I, or Slum I, Beautiful, not, like his verse in Slum Beautiful is amazing. It's not like I, I don't want him to explore his music, but it's just like at that point, he was like the fourth one that did it, right? After Lauren, after Andre, after Whitey Ford. And it's like, I thought it was a trend, y'all. And I'm like, are mm. you really, you know, and because he could sing, it's but it's like singer. everybody was yeah, going well, that route, right? But I want to hear him on like Liberation. Yeah. Right, like that's the song I'm yeah. thinking of. Like that's the type of singing I want to hear. I don't want to hear him like when it's pure. I'm with it, but when yeah. you're when you're cutting your your rap nose to spite your R and B face, I'm not yeah. feeling it. I was fucking with um that second album, See Lil Green's The Soul Machine. That shit is flames. Soul Machine. Oh, I thought, that album yeah. is crazy. He's got the premiere joint, Evening News. Is that the one? He's got he's got the I'll Be Around joint with Timberland. You know, when you want me to come, okay. call me. When you want me to come, yeah. call me. He's rap, yo. Oh, he's damn, he goes nuts on this album. That's a fucking banger. He's just never like Castro was saying. He's just never 
locked in. And I wanted him to double down on, on, on Goody Mob. I felt like, and I, I could be wrong, but I feel like I still beat it. they did. But I feel like he didn't believe in Goody Mob enough, personally. Because mm. I feel like he like, should have. got to split the check like five ways, whatever. I, yeah, I get it. I get it. But I feel like, you know, still standing, they should have really tripled down and made one more really good one. Not like pieces of, you know, like the next ones were like yeah. pieces of some some of their parts. Type shit. Yeah. Uh, this is a great question from Dan, a keyboard colossus at Free Music Empire. <laughs> Why does Joel Ortiz care so little about his album covers? Because he's not a visual artist. He is the most rapidy ass rap rap slaughterhouse awkward fucking punchline well let me ask y'all does it i mean i know we're not active fans of joel but does that make you not want to even check some of the joints of course when you look at that listen like mona lisa was like the most interesting looking one that's the last one i listened to the 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 The, apollo brown one with apollo brown yeah yeah because he had nothing to do with that that was mellow right i mean right they they did that shit i'll say this to me the the dudes that are so into rapping and writing and rapping, 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 you can see what their interests are outside of that, which is always really bizarre by how their art looks, because it just shows you what they what they enjoy aesthetically outside of crushing you to death with a number two pencil and a pad of paper. You see what I'm saying? Like it's not. Mm-hmm. We talk about Razkaz a lot. Razkaz ain't got no goddamn good album covers either, dude. Cannabis has no good album covers. Yeah. Yeah, Killer Priest has some cool ones, like they and some be super good wacky ones, right? Like those aren't, for the most part, aren't good albums, right? So, like, I mean, I was fucking with Joel the Brick. I was banging that album a lot. Like the one twenty, his best cover shit. was the first one uh, yeah, the across one hundred twenty fifth. Yeah, oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, because yeah, it has all that other writing on it and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. But, but it's that not one is that's cover. a design. That's a design project. You could tell with a bunch of layers right. in terms of like how it was it was executed. I mean, to some people, they I'll put it like this. To answer like the house slippers covers looks like some Disney text. That shit is trash. It, to some people, it's important. To some people, it's house not. House slippers but, is such a good song, too. It's your jam. But to me, I think it's it says a lot because when I didn't mess with, when I started messing with vinyl, I would make decisions based on art. And I'm talking right. about when I started going into the vinyl sections and there was no, um, there was no sample. Uh, uh, you know, they had like the, some, some stores had, record plays in there where you could sample the, the vinyl and some right. didn't right. so you're definitely making an aesthetic choice if you had no idea of well, you only know half of the song on a project and a lot of those choices were made based on the artwork period mm-hmm. and i've and i've and i've and to tell you the truth i like i'm only eight out of ten i made it a good choice right based on artwork right. maybe i got fooled twice <laughs> and i think it's also about <clears throat> how you care to how people collect and curate your works like right. vinyl looks gorgeous yes if you if you think that vinyl collectors are getting with your shit they're going to display it like y'all know i got right. this like, full-on display eight by eight joint they're going to show your covers they're going to put it out there you know they're going to hang them up you know what i'm saying that that to right. me though that's important that's important it's very important so i don't know if alaska has any issues about the joel ortiz no, <laughs> cover. Okay. Good. All right. Uh, that bloke at Chris Long Shanks said, um, for many, the emergence of the beatless banger with Rock Marcy, Alchemist, Muggs, etc. feels like a welcome but unexpected, unanticipated new wave in terms of production and style. Do you see it as a direct result of a decade of traps crossover dominance or any other reflections? I mean, every, everything has this and flows, but I think people over exaggerate because I think people will, will claim a song has no drums and it does. 
you know, just has different percussion. Some people think alternative percussion means no drums. Yeah. Um, well, but some, some of them are just like, are literally just a loop with nothing else, like just a two. I mean, but even if it's just the even if it's just the feather, you know, it's still drum. Like I just think some people are discrediting percussion, and so I think in order to critique music, they're calling certain things no drums when I don't know if it applies. I you know, like no, the no drums is not just no drums in a song. It is a certain style aesthetic that rock. Right. Right. I think, I think what, what that bloke is asking is like, it seems to be a direct contrast to first dubstep to me. And then, okay, track. like that many more instruments, way more percussion. And then right. now we go, which is like hi hats all the way everywhere. <laughs> like, you're right. And then we switch know. to the other yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why I said ebbs and flows. That's why, you know, everything. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a direct result because rock and all those dudes just realize like we can't compete with that that's just not our lane so we're going to double down on doing this shit we want to do anyway which some beaches don't have drums some do some have the drums just from the loop in there only i mean yeah i I, it's definitely it, it to me it appeals to the people that actively hate mumble rap and trap like they well isn't it a better bed with this shit the the no drums isn't that a better bed lyrics to no drums it is it is if you're super technical like to listen to more contemporary shit it's more about melody it's not about the rhyming so if the song has got a lot of parts to it that are obviously catchy and melodic that's what people want to rock with versus if there's no drums you got to carry the song vocally you know what you're rhyming whatever so like rock rock is amazing at that because rock's one of the best ever but when you have 700 records a week dropping like that with random motherfuckers in the world, like to me, it just, you know, it's like the snake eating its tail. It's not like special, but yeah. I'll ask you, have any thoughts on that? Um, no. Okay, cool. (laughs) Dynamite dropping. Um, Max also, Max Nopo, Maxim said, who are your least favorite rappers right now? Oh, I'm just, we could just bring up one because I wanted to talk about him like all fair, but like, why are people confused that logic is corny? Let me tell you about this guy. All right. <laughs> First of all, the new cover has his father in there. Uh-huh, of course. Let me tell you all about this guy, being the, the black guy on the podcast. This is a guy. Get him. Right? That wants you to know he's biracial so bad. Get him. He does a bad job at doing it. Get him. Get him. Okay? I don't know if you want to grow a beard or whatever you need to do, <laughs> but look, you look a certain way. So you knew that people would take you, you know, you passed. Which is fine. There's a lot of people that passed, but I it's think if you allowed it naturally, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the cat from um, Prison Break. Oh yeah, you're man. Black as hell. Yes. Okay, like went, so Wentworth Bentley, whatever they went, 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 Yeah, Wentworth, <laughs> Wentworth Miller. If you allow people oh, to just do their own thing, we'll come up with some type of racial. We might it might be ambiguous. We might not know. <laughs> but people that know the, the um the funny history is I thought Prem was black. He used to do these black and white pictures. And he had no face. I thought Prem was black when I first met him. <laughs> Just give the, what I'm saying is give the audience a chance to make that decision if they want to make that decision. When you're so on front street about, oh, and I'm going to make something called Afrikibalon and Nigalon and like, get out of here, dude. Like, what is wrong with you? He's just so corny that, with it. He's just corny. So that, but that makes it corny because you're right. begging for some acceptance that you didn't know. You didn't realize that were you being just um, excluded or not. I know you right. had experiences as a young kid 
You didn't know you'd be excluded now. So then now you're trying to force some acceptance. Slow down, dude. Yeah. You didn't need to do all of that. So now that becomes the focus. And every time you make some weird old racial thing, it's very stupid. And he made Arian, Africarian. Oh, like, what is wrong God. with you, dog? He's a fucking So that's wacko. where it starts, right? Then mm-hmm. you try, you rap fast. Fair enough. But then you say out your mouth that rapping fast means you rap better. Stop. He just does everything the most. Everything with him is the most. But he also tries to self-define in a realm where you let your fans kind of define you as as is. But you want to dictate that. Oh, God, it comes off so tacky. It's tacky. He is tacky. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's uh, my opinion on it. That's a good one. Alaska's your least favorite rapper? That's not logic? Um... Yeah, it's a tough one. There's a lot of them. Because there's so many. Yeah, I knew you were going to say yeah. that. It's a tough one. So um, and no soap to shock you. No, no, no. I'm trying to think of somebody that's like kind of out right now. I don't really like Kendrick Lamar that much. You don't like what he's turned into currently or his whole run? His like everything post Good Kid. I don't really Fair. dig that much. Um you know, I just think it's he's more overrated than bad. Like he's obviously a good rapper, but yeah, stuff has been inflated yeah. since then. A lot he's of not like in the in the running for the best of all time by no. any measure. No, but it's good for the for these kids that are younger to have one of them. I think that's that's the key with Kendrick to have one. Like sure. we had a Nas, you know, some kids. But is he on that same level? Like, down is he something that he in, in terms of being one of their ten poles? It's him or J Cole. You pick Alaska. Right. <laughs> So I'm just saying God. it's good for them to have one of those instead of not having Sophie's one of those. Choice awful. And choice. I just think it's good that they, they have one of those for them, that for yeah. their age group. That's all I'm saying. Um, Fair enough. Still um, not Yeah, I, I really don't like Griselda that much anymore either. Well, there's a question about. Oh that. no! We'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, all right, let, let's let's do some quick joints. Um, Griselda fatigue. Uh, what Prem, so Prem says. What's what's the best album with the worst cover of all time? Empire Strikes Back. No, that's because that, that album sucks. Okay. Um, Confessions by Fire. Black Tarzan. <laughs> that's not a great album. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, the Helter Skelter album covers are really bad. What? I love their covers. The one where they're just like hanging upside down like Yeah, Nocturnal. I love that cover. I love that cover. Tell her last. I love that. What? That's a great cover. You're bugging. You know, honestly, outside of The Shining, all of the Bootcamp Quick Album covers suck. <laughs> they, they do. God bless. Yeah. Talk about bad They're covers. They're really bad. Yo, really what bad. about, what was, what was Black Moon's second one with just the three of them on the front and the red That's background? That's my shit. That's my shit. That was that? Warzone. Warzone. Come on. Oh, no. I'm a Warzone day one. <laughs> I'm a Warzone okay, day let's one. Let's see if we can pick here. a classic, a classic good album. That's the album. I mean. Oh, 400 Degrees. Even though I like yeah, 400, 400 Degrees, because it's, really, bad. it's a really a good record, but that, you know, with all the fire, it's a lot. On the Low is a really bad album cover. What? What? Equemini. No way. Stop. No. What Dude, that drawing is really bad. I was just looking at it before. You talk about, you talk about, you know, you talk about, wait, wait, you talk about AT Aliens or Equemini? Equemini. No, I'm talking about Equemini. I know exactly what you're talking about. The, the drawing is a little yeah. bit lower level. 
Yeah, that drawing is like it is a lot that, going then on. Then somebody's yeah. like, son, that's a junior in high school. And like, <laughs> I start doing oil oil crayon. Oil oil crayon painting. <laughs> there there was there was an ice cube one. I forget which one it is. I thought it was fucking super Is terrible. it the War and Peace one? Oh, I mean, that, uh, one's, that Peace. album sucks. The album sucks, yeah. but uh, oh. yeah. War, I mean Lethal War Injection's kind of corny too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he started getting like it's some it's simplicity. Corny. Like the toe tag is dope, but it's just that's like a great, great picture. Um, um, that's a good question. Oh, like uh, I was gonna say the Great Depression, but the album stuff. Yeah. Still, yeah, Maddox so really corny. Still, Maddox very. You corny. think he's in a weird position? That that position on the wall. He's looking someone point out the wall, which is like someone point out is him doing the the slick Rick shit. It's him doing a slick. Yeah, break. they were saying he was copying off the slick Rick. Yeah, in the last, if you look at that way, it's just zoomed in way too close. A lot. Yeah. Okay. That's and he's and that's and and so you got to make it's a weird position. The way they got his legs. It's very weird. He's wearing a lot of arms. It's very strange. Yeah, it's a big Uh, and that that pigeon is big. And then Prem asks, Um, "Oh, let's go. Let's pick. No, wait, wait, wait. We we, we got a million more questions to go through. No, but I want to do it. We have to do our our fan base. What's a bad Def Jux album? Like, what's one of their worst? Uh, That's a whole separate thing. I, I, okay. that, that's a good question but we, we, we should hold on to that for something else that's a good question right. actually right. that's a good one. uh here we go elmatic shouts to elmatic who's a rapper producer or album that's acclaimed widely but personally just leaves you cold and not feeling it at all so alaska basically just said kendrick after me it's kendrick pimp a butterfly just i don't, you're I don't get insane. it i don't you, get it you always have to it. bring that up you're insane i don't get it you're insane. it's fine it's fine it's fine it's not trash by any means for me know. it's um a written testimony and 444. Ooh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. I love 444, but written testimony. Both, totally both of them. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's good. So Sun Raw, shouts to Sun Raw, shouts to Sach O, day one from Passion of the Whites. He said, what's the beat you'd most and or least would want to spit to in a cypher? So we did like our, our best beats to cypher two episode with Fat Boy Sharif, but Castro wasn't on that one. So Castro, what, what's a beat? You would want to spit to in a cipher, and then the one you would not want to spit to. Um, uh, the one I want to spit to in a cipher is um, Trife Life Part Two. Trife Life Part Two. And um, what I don't want to spit to in a cipher is uh, pump it up, Joe Budden. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you want to rap on pump it up? I was there, and the crowd like they're like they're trying to force you to hit the punchline at that part, and I'm like, no, I don't want to hit it. There. Like, if you run past that part, the crescendo part is kind of it's kind of silly. Okay, silly. Fair yeah, enough. Silly. Uh, all right, here we go. This um, Kehande at Colange ninety three said, "What's your favorite album release rumor, or perhaps better put, name an album you were looking forward to hearing that still hasn't dropped yet." So they said examples um, would be Detox, Mad Villainy 2, Big Yeah, Jones. yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. Um, uh, I mean, look, to, to me, I go back to the, like, either Murder, Inc. or the Commission, like, the action, oh. like, them, that coming to a fruition. Wow. But um, to, to bring it to our listeners and our fan base, I think it was um, either Indelible not doing more songs Ooh. or, like, the Weatherman CD not coming to full, like, just having, you know, one with, like, 12 songs from scratch. It was, it was Weatherman. Mine was uh, Beans and Scarface, Brad and Mac. That was like a Ooh. long rumored record. That's Never came good. out. Um, I think like the Jay Treads record. Sure. Would have loved that. I don't know if that was ever in the talks of coming out, but Fuck. I feel like it was. 
bet. Uh, good. Um, so this dude, sobriety sucks. He asked if we've already covered this, which we have. He asked about the origin of Adams, where the crew came from. What episode did you talk about Adams a lot that he can go back to or he or she? It was a pretty early episode. Um, I feel like it was. It might be the Colvain one? Maybe. The Colvain episode? Yeah. The long and short of it, it was like it was a crew of like 30 or 40 people um, that just like vast mortal and Osiris kept putting people down. Um, Eventually, we we cut it down to eight people um, that were just like serious about it. Mm. Um, You know, I, I don't think we'll ever do anything again, quite honestly. (laughs) <laughs> um you know there's you know where vast is he was just on dad bod Vortal, um Vortal is off sort of on his own doing his own thing uh he's kind of stepped away from rap when debris doesn't rap anymore he's just like sort of a stay-at-home dad um paul doesn't do stuff anymore like me and cryptic are the only real active ones and i guess vast too but mm-hmm. you know i don't think anything's happening with the three of us doing something so i don't think anything's ever gonna happen again with adams yeah so if sobriety sucks, I think I think when we've had, I think the Vortal episode you guys talked about that as well. Yeah, with, we did. With, with a yeah. gang and cryptic. So if sobriety yeah. sucks. Go go peep those old shits. Um, DJ Rashid said this is for Castro. Is Puff the most overrated person in hip hop? Overrated. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's something to it. Khaled is, is approaching that mark. Mm. about to drop another. Um, I think I think Khaled's mm. way more overrated than Puff. Well, I mean, Puff, I give credit for, like, you know, he's put out, I still like a lot of Puff music. I like a lot of his decisions. I still give him credit for being a good rap, uh, read rapper, meaning he could rap what's written for him. That's right. not always the easiest thing, especially when you're getting, like, Eminem verses or, um, you know, people with, like, a little more intricate flows, Jada verses. Style. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to you have to put effort into it. Right. Um, but as far as, like, his credit, I think we should we should siphon away some of his credit because we don't talk about the producers enough because we talk about Puffy. True. We don't talk about the songwriting enough Not and the singers enough Brody. because we talk about Puffy. Like there's some great songwriting going on and some great singing, some yeah. great writing that we that we doesn't get the narrative because we talk about Puffy. This is the truth. And I'm not to take True. anything away from Puffy, but like a lot of all those things got like faded to the background because Puffy's such a big bright light. Right. So I think it's it's overrated in terms of talking about the sound of bad boy. Sometimes we don't include the actual mm-hmm. sound sciences that we're really putting together. Good point. So I think we should be talking about Puffy the way we talk about like Clive Davis or like mm. um, L.A. Reid. Not even also? L.A. Reid. I was thinking like Barry Gordy. Oh, shit. Right? Like, okay. You know, he, the, the he, was, he was an executive. We shouldn't be talking mm, yes. about him as far as like the music. We should be talking about him as like the talent evaluator. He's a great right. talent evaluator. 100%. Yes. Um, yes, I agree. You know, I, agree. I think if we look at it like that, like part of the question is like, you know, there's no question Big would have succeeded without Puff. I think there's a lot of questions as to whether or not Big would have succeeded without Puff. I think it would have like, had a different look. He would have been with a different. Look. He would just had like the, the fatigues group. on 100% of the time. Yeah, he but never he also has like. He was also ready to go back in the streets and Puff is the one that pulled him out of it. Like, he's like, no, you either got to do this or you don't but sure. then i, I, I I'll, I'll say this he might not have had that the one, he's also the one that wanted to start his own thing once he realized puff had it had him kind of figured like he started yeah. the junior mafia and he's gonna right because he just know, followed puffy's blueprint and to make his own right. money outside of bad boy so i i agree with both points um cashew Onune asks this is a great question in what way do rappers hear other rappers differently than a normal fan does so they're saying like 
some people overlook elucid or woods, but rappers find them <laughs> incredible. So is there something specific that distinguishes a normal person's perspective versus a rapper's? Yes. Well, when you know yes. the when you know the craft, then is that you're able to 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 uh to break down choices other artists make. A hundred percent. And that's when you that's when you realize if somebody's ill or not, because you're doing the same yeah. thing. Like we're all using the same words, same letters, and we're right. speaking the same language. You're not we're not rapping yeah. another language. So it's just about choices when it comes to creativity. So like right. when you take some of Elucid's choices are like, oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or some of um, Guru's choices are, um, oh, I can predict that. Oh, he's going to say this there. Right. So that's yeah. where, to me, you start getting into levels of illness. It's like when you're doing the same craft and you realize that somebody trains this way to do mm -hmm. it this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like going to Top Chef. It's like the best chefs are the judges because they're like, yo. Right. I see what you're trying to do with this shit. Don't try to play me. We're like, ooh. Dunk contest. Dunk you have, contest. You have dunkers because right. they know, oh, I know artists to kick that leg and do that. Whereas right. somebody in the crowd didn't see that piece. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's also the element of like, when you're listening to somebody, you're like, when they do something that you can't do. Yes. Yes. It's super impressive. You're like, wow. Like, I'm not impressed by people who can do what I can do. Correct. Like the people right. that really move me, that like make me want to be better are the ones that do what I can't do. A hundred percent. And it's just like, I'm always blown away by that. And, you know, and I, and I think there's also like levels too, right? Like you look at like somebody that's really dope and young coming up. Mm. Like, and you yeah. see like, they might not be as refined as artists that you know. Right. But you see like the potential in them. Mm -hmm. It comes you to see two, like, two, two people come to mind, Doof and um, the kid Navy Blue. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like I like Navy Blue. But that's even like got Earl, like I look at Earl, like Earl, I'm not saying Earl stuff. Like, the, yeah, the instincts, and I know we have opinions about Earl, but it's the instincts that they have at that age that when we were that age, we didn't really get them. So right. that's we yeah. can see, we can see it, you know, coming. Right. So I think, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. with you on that. Last, I'm impressed by those guys too. Uh, here we go from Jeff. Will we ever be able to get Tosh or Shrapnel on CD? Vacationer Jeff eighty. Um. Sash and what else? Shrapnel. Shrapnel? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> um I don't know. I don't I don't think so. Um <laughs> the shrapnel the, the shrapnel CD would be like a label question and be a reissue. Mm. Um because I think that would be the only that would make the only sense of doing a CD would be a reissue. Right. Um and ironically enough, shout out to uh um, medic supply we actually do have cd design we just never put it into production oh for sure um yeah nice. we have a cd um you can actually find it online if you look hard enough you'll see it mm. uh and tosh no um we're, we're, we're moving on uh still actually have a couple of pieces of vinyl but it'll be a little tricky for me to ship them but it hit me in the dm if you really want it um i have a, a handful of pieces bet um, this question is from Moxie at Tilsta. Do we need another Immortal Technique album? Yes or no? Is he working on an album? I just was watching him freestyle. I don't know. For me, um, that's, that, that's always that's always a hard. No, I mean, to me, I, I love his first record. I love his first that's record. It's, um, a lot. it's yeah, it's a wild record. It's it's a crazy record. Yeah, but I like, still feel like, like he he still didn't get like a nice platform to just release something clean. Like there was always something that went with his shit. It was distractive. 
if y'all sure. get my point. But just for him to have a pure musical moment, I'm here for that. Because I think he can still do it. Uh, just like him and from anybody. Like that's a luxury. But, Every to me, like it's all a luxury item. But oh my, my point God. is like but to have an immortal technique album produced by Jake One, just one time out. I think that'd be uh, good. Okay. You get my, you know. Sure. Shaman Shadow wow. asked, was, was the man rapper, I can't believe we talked about Immortal Technique on the show. Is Shaman, was the man rapper justified in his anger? Yes. <laughs> Yo, man, who the fuck is you, man? Who the fuck is you talking to me, man? <laughs> but it never was clear what he was mad about. He was mad about it. my fourth album, yo, and I'm broke. Fourth. Fourth album. I got John Blaze shit. He was just mad because he was coming, Mr. Rapper. Calm down. Calm down, Mr. I like a mortal technique. Yeah, you've what's, never talked about it. We've been friends. Know, you've never oh, no, mentioned you know this why? motherfucker you know ever. You know why? Life. Yeah, yeah, I know why. Because you're, you know, he's a woke terrorist, probably in your eyes. So you definitely don't want to talk about him. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, I have a copy right of there. a I have a copy of Industrial Revolution on CD. I got somewhere. it on vinyl, I think. Of course, with, of course, you have it on. You got the, the hundred eighty gram poster. deluxe. You, you got the deluxe that. one, sixty five dollars. It's definitely two pieces of vinyl. Does, is it is it splattered with with the blood of the proletariat? With the blood, with the blood of the. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! I do oh, remember man. when I opened up the CD and saw the picture of them, like everybody shot the head. I was like, oh. That's no, that's a wild record. Uh, all right, this is here it is. Okay, here it is. Ready, Shaman Shadow again. Are you still excited about Griselda releases or kind of over it now? Or we're never really into it? Uh, I plead the fifth. (laughs) I'm not answering this question. Alaska, I recuse myself. I mean, I was never really super into them. Um, I feel like I just need like a single from each of them, and I'm like, I'm good. It's the same song every single time. Sure. Um, let me uh, let me pull up a conversation I had with the good homie Brian Ennels, friend of the show, where we were talking about this. The other day. I um, recuse myself because I will not publicly admit my true feelings about it at this time. Um, and I'm hoping that some release in the future will redeem my fandom of them, and then I will chime back in. But until then, so okay. Uh, so here's my issue. I I'll take the lead on this one. We did a whole Griselda episode with Small Pro and Prem, uh, you know, Fly God, Hitler Seven, uh, Everybody's Food, um, Tana Talk Three, What Machine Gun Do. Like, I love all those records. I play them forever. Um, I just think, and, and Shells and I would text about this all the time. Like, just started seeing the cracks in the armor when they signed to Shady and then Rock Nation was when I just started realizing, like, this is not what i thought it would be and so i don't really understand a lot of choices i think i think conway really really wants to cross over and his newest shit la machina i think is really cool because he's rapping over 21st century beats it is cool i thought the benny album was a fucking dud it was like rockefeller cosplay it was Not is good. their prolific style is that to their detriment that's what i'm getting Are they to. not curating right. okay so that's what i'm getting yeah, okay. to so Westside went on twitter the other day or saying like he lists all these records saying i have the best catalog ever who made the sunshine all this bullshit and i'm just like look bro i get it we've we lauded him and all of them when we talked about them saying like their output has like equal wu-tang 
in like a six-year run, they've released about as many records as Wu-Tang released ever. And they were all qu- semi-quality records. That was the thing. Yeah. It wasn't like filler. They, they weren't a bunch of right. mixtapes, part four, part five, part six. They didn't do that. I mean, other than right. Hitler. And ten, but you know what I mean? Like, the But there's some dud ones. Hitlers. So Yeah, but my point is, it wasn't coming out in the same way that, say, like, new uh, music, like, extra material from okay. artists was, was, some of it was watered down, right? And right. they seem to not be doing that. Correct. But... I think like to go harken what Alaska is saying to harken back to that. I just feel like if you're going to put out 20 fucking projects after the first four, it's just like, here's the next batch of four that sound like the last four. And then the next four sound like the four before that. And then there's not like, I think what all of us, what makes us special as artists and fans is that we like a lot of chances and people taking left turns and right turns you know what i mean and i think yes. with them they've doubled down and i that's why i give conway credit he's elite like he's on the juicy j record from like a couple months back which is fire i think conway's trying to branch out however they have done so much work in that style that core is gonna flip the fuck out on them if they start doing the trap strip club songs so they're kind of boxed into a in a corner in a way. I think Westside's a dope A and R. Like I think he's really interesting in terms of like, and I think he's a master marketing person, especially with e-commerce and fashion. I just think like that that flow of music. Like ima- imagine if every Def Jokes album came out in a two year three year span. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's so hyper condensed. But the beauty of Jokes was you had like Dead Ringer next to. Merz 316. They don't have that shit. You see what I'm saying? Like, they don't have, like... Like, even L admitted it. The, um, Camus Tail was so attractive because S.A. Smash did he went away and came back with. Right. With something totally different. And, and everybody... Totally fucking Zillis, was... We were present in Alaska. When S.A. Smash dropped, there was a lot of, like, you know, the hardcore jokies like, hey, this is too much regular hip-hop. What's going on right. here? Yeah. There was a big, like, blowback, like, hey, y'all putting out this... And I'll be honest, it was some racial shit going on. Totally. I'm putting out these two black motherfuckers? What's doing black on shit. Here? It was black dudes doing yeah. black shit. You and it was like, what's going on here? <laughs> and um, I remember that. And so, um, but that willingness allowed, you know, opens it up. And then PFAC could drop, you know, stuff like right. that. And then it didn't paint Jixon into a corner at that point. Yeah. So, so. That, that's my thing. I'm sorry, are you going to say something last? I was going to say, uh, let's, let's close out the Shaman Shadow hat trick. Yes. Because he got a real good question. Did underground elitism make you ignore any mainstream artists that you now really enjoy? Well, that's your whole mob deep Raekwon shit, right? Uh, yeah, yep. that's what I was going to say. Like, I missed that whole, like, sort of 94 to 96 window with I, um, pure elitism. <laughs> I skipped down on typical coastal elite, Alaska. You are such a I, 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 I skipped down on some producers because of that. Uh, mainly, like, uh, Manny Fresh. Yeah. Um, just be just just not not giving these guys credit for the music, yeah. even though I'm bouncing my shoulders too. So then you know I didn't know who these producers was, as opposed to like East Coast producers. I'm all looking right. at the credits. Yep. Oh man, who <laughs> well, did this? Well, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm actually giving. You know I'm being biased, and I think my bias led me to be like that because I went back. I'm like oh right. my god, like you know what I'm saying? This stuff is mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, that was so here's crazy. an even better question do you even listen to any of that old shit that you used to overlook the other shit for like I don't listen to I mean I listen to like Juggernauts 
and Coflo. Yeah, but like the rest of that like shit, I don't really Jurassic Oh, a lot five. of those 12 inches. No. I have FT, I have FT singles, I have buck 50 yeah. singles. Like, I mean, to be honest, yeah, probably like 50% of that stuff is never, it's just dusty now. Like, I didn't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for for me, oh, with the elitist thing, swollen member album. Yeah, I got that shit. Yeah, no, I'm not checking like my yeah. my fucking uh, high and mighty record anymore. But I'll yeah, say this: yeah. like I'm, now, the shit is so played out and whacked to me with everybody doing fake rock, Marcy, and fake Griselda. It's made me listen to more mainstream shit and fuck with like French Montana heavy and two chains and the baby mm-hmm. like I'm and, like playboy Cardi money bag. Yo, who I love young Dolph. Like I'm fucking oh. all these dudes. Cause I'm just tired of hearing 17 fucking guys make the same three songs the same way. We were all like, fuck puffy. You know, I gotta listen to Mike Hill Myers, you know, fuck out of here. Yep. Just, yep. I have three Michael Myers. 12 inches, yeah. I'm pretty sure. You oh, see so- what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. Anyway, I mean, shit, um, I, yeah. I would rather listen to pop music, honestly. A lot, of honestly, like, yeah. That's just oh, harder to make to me than like the nineteenth Griselda album. Right. All right. Here's a great one. Tell, tell, uh, tell, uh, Interstellar. Cool name. I think that was an Incubus album. Uh, at do underscore g underscore soul. Great one. Which preferred, a friend by KRS or just a friend by Biz Markey? Biz Markey. All day. I'm going to say KRS only because I've never heard a song that was a single where it opens up with the beat was supposed to drop right there. The beat's supposed to drop like he fucked Wait, up. Wait, what's the friend go? Give me the give We me can the, go alone and see you alone and you can like a little show I don't defend a video but oh. all I really need is a friend. friend. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. nah, it's biz. It's biz by I'm going to go KRS just because I always love that. The beat's supposed to drop right there. That's the beginning of the song. He fucked up and kept it. It's awesome. You don't be a mistakes, man. I love a good mistake. Yeah, I bought a dope Bismarcky shirt the other day. Uh, the I, I prefer my cannib- my mistakes cannibalized. Nah, wow. Those are the mistakes I dig. Uh, Not this other Tom Poole right, circus shit. We're on the home stretch of questions. When we take our last break, we'll bang out the last round of questions. There's a lot of fucking questions. Yeah. God damn. We are getting yeah, popular. So Holy much. shit. Fucking. All right. We'll be back. Right back. Shablam. Yo, what up? It's Alex Ludovico, and I'm inviting you check out as of friday april 2nd my new compilation cocaine and therapy executive produced by my man the god zilla Rocca. available only at insubordinaterecords.com don't go to streaming don't go to your little apple or spotify insubordinaterecords.com check out the merch for the record and then check out zilla's dope merch that's coming out with it it's a combination release between insubordinate and three dollar pistol Wish I was a little bit cooler. Wish I was a hooper. Wish I had a girl that looked good. I could scoop her in a sick whip with a floor kit. I ain't got shit. Oh damn, I'm a loser. Wish I was a little bit cooler. Wish I was a hooper. Wish I had a girl that looked good. I could scoop her in a sick whip with a floor kit. I ain't got shit. Oh damn, I'm a loser. Home stretch. A lot of fucking questions. Holy shit. I I, I needed some IP like coffee stouts. To stay off for all this shit. God, <laughs> Some caffeine. Oh, God. It's a long one. Hey, we haven't, a we haven't recorded it in a while. So we yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably chop this in a couple episodes. Um, Maybe. Uh, Mike at Allen Seaside said, can any Jehovah's Witnesses be down with the grave diggers? <laughs> the grave digger is sacrilege to a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I, I, think that's, I think that would... 
that that that's kind of in the air. I don't know. I think we would have to we have to refer to some scripture for it because oh, they, they, they could be they could be a, they could be either or. Hmm. Either they would be, you know what I'm saying? Like they could right. be, you know, yeah. We, that that's in the air. I'll say that one. We'll that's that classic. One. All right, leave it. Okay. Um, wait, wait. Are they not allowed to be buried or something? Or no, it's just like if you're a grave, you know, you think is that sacrilege to dig a grave? But then they do dig graves for people that pass. So like, is that helpful? <laughs> This is great. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, there's, you see the in between. We're kind of stuck there. Depends on where they want to put the grave diggers in their oh process. You know what I'm saying? All right. Here's another question from uh, MF Doom Forever at C4X. What's up, bro? Uh, have any of you guys ever vetoed a topic for the podcast? Name one. Oh, co- fucking constantly. constantly. Oh God, yeah. Constantly. I can't, I can't even think of any right now. No, I, I mean like, we cross out so many. So many. There's a lot. But like, yeah, all right. A lot. The best ones are when one of us, um, so we have a text thread, ladies and gentlemen, and it's very verbose to the point where like, sometimes we can't even go back to like, hey, send the text thread, it's so many messages. And somebody will explain a topic they thought about or came up with, and the other will be like, nah, no. And it, it, or, or, or there's just like, no it's response. Big, it's a big, no okay, response. Oh, that's the best one. No, no response. And so it like, did you see Terrifier 3? I'm like, bro, I just poured my heart and then, out. And then somebody answers, show. yeah. So then when somebody asks something that has nothing to do with the pod, then somebody's like, oh, like, yeah. Right, bro. <laughs> I get it. Like, the other person's like, I get it. But yeah, when it's a long-form description of a topic, it right. doesn't catch. Yeah. The it doesn't catch. It. It's uh, the worst. It gets me so salty. That makes me but then I do the same shit, and I always feel bad. I'm like, yeah. I break the matrix. I bring it back up. Y'all don't even know. Like I said, the thread You'll be like, yo, man. Why nobody has hey, my fucking what about text? This? <laughs> oh, I'll do that. I've done that a couple of times. Yo, You'd be like, yo, I, yo, I, what I, the I, fuck, Files? Why y'all ain't, why y'all ignore? And I, like, I'll do the finger one. I always yeah. point up. Like, y'all don't see yeah. what I put up there? Yeah, you do that with the fucking emoji. <laughs> the fucking figure one. All right, Chum, Chum wants to know, figure. Chumzilla, how many how many shablows have been shablowed since the podcast began? Well, um, I saw that question, and we don't we don't have an official shablow counter, <laughs> but if we have any... um. Anybody that's like really into math, um, I would I would challenge them to take an episode and count it out. Some of the early ones, Shablau was in such a prototypical stage. You might catch an episode with one or two. Yeah. But now I think we're in an average of maybe 10, 15. So I do variations. Yes. Uh, Chicago, you know, so there's a lot going on. So I think I think we need to like plug it into like some machine learning algorithm. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Where just like you pull all dimensions for us. So like some natural language processing stuff. Sha Blau was said 34 times in episode six. There you go, Bo. All right. This, this is actually this is probably for Alaska. Um Jared James Lang said, I'd like to hear some of your memories of Shock G. So um, you toured with Shock. So Yeah, I did tour with Shock. I mean, yeah, you know, like I'm not gonna front and pretend that I know him or that, you know, we remain tight and like we're pen pals afterwards. But I did, um, I spent two, two weeks on a tour bus with him um, back in 2005, I think. Um, <clears throat> and it was cool. It was just like, he was just in the mix. He was like this older dude that was hanging out. He was playing piano for Merz. Like that's the type, type of dude he was. Like he wasn't there to like sell his own shit. He was just like, Merz was like, come out and play piano for me. He's like, all right, cool. That's crazy. So, you know, the first, the first night of the tour, we like Hangar 18, Sea Rays, um, and Shock G, we all hit, uh, we played House of Blues in New Orleans. Damn. And after the show, we hit up um, Bourbon Street. So we were just walking and it was like, 
everyone was just like looking and being like, oh, it's him. Like he brought so much joy to people, just his presence. Like they were just so excited. Wow. And it just got to a point where like he had to turn around, I think, because he couldn't like get anywhere. Damn. You know what I mean? Like wow. he wasn't mobbed, but it was like people just wanted to talk to him. People were happy to see him. Right. Um, and then like when we found out that he passed, like me, Paul, and and Breeze were like texting because we were all on that tour together. And when was just talking about like just how like normal it was to being around like when you're on tour, you do laundry right. together, right? right? So like yep. they just they went to the laundromat together and they were hanging out and and shock was just telling them stories about pop and like kicking verses back and forth, like just verses that they had in their notebook, kicking it back and forth with each other. Um, and it was always like that on the tour bus too. Like he was just talking about like shit that happened during his time. Um, but the best part for me was like, I think it's like the funniest part actually was the last night of the tour. Uh, we're in Arizona and he was like playing piano after sound check mm. and me and when we're on stage and we just started freestyling over it. And he comes up to me and like, he, he stuck around and he watched our set. And I think it was the only time he watched our set. And afterwards he came up to me. He's like, yo, this whole time I thought you were the manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you guys are real dope. And I was like, Oh, thanks. But I, I just thought it was hilarious that he thought I was a manager. I used to wear like work shirts. Cause it was like all the clothes I had. So it'd be like a button down banana Republic shirt. Oh my God. Yeah. bowling shirt yeah bowling shirt on stage that's a good so idea. that that was a fun night i almost got arrested at taco bell that night sure look i sweat that in at the end ladies and gentlemen if only it was a burger king then that would have been I, well, complete I, it would have right rest in peace shah i i castro what what was your what was your experience with digital underground or humpty or shock oh um what was uh i dated many money bees because that's oh, wow. what it was. Money be nice. present. Yeah. And then uh one of my homegirls like met him either out somewhere or at a show or some shit. And she ended up just like kicking with him all night. And same thing. He was like telling her mad stories about Pac. And he had like I remember she said he had like a briefcase or something. And he just kept like all this random shit in there, like notebooks and papers, and he was like showing her all this. Like he was just really like personable. That's what she said. She was like, This dude yeah. just was Within like an hour, he was just like telling me all this amazing shit about Tupac. Yeah, he was like a real sweet and genuine person. Like, and, you and we so we say that, like that. <clears throat> we say that, ladies and gentlemen, because you know a lot of times these cats can't afford to be gracious. Like mm-hmm. they they might be being pulled in so many different directions, and especially somebody like Shock G was obviously the musical director, so he had a lot of responsibility for him to take time the way he did the, the stories that I'm hearing. You know that was that was wonderful. Same way they're talking about X. Like some of these guys don't have the time. Right to do these things, but so when you you find out that they were able to squirt a little time and take a picture here or sat, sit and have a talk, it's always it's always heartwarming and, it, and it's pretty genuine. Because like I said, their time is spoken for. Like these people have yeah. like somebody hitting them up, hey, we have to leave because we have right. to make it to here and make this yep. flight. Like you know what I'm saying? They're, they're carving out slivers of time when it's when their life is pretty regimented when they're in their the throes of their fame and stuff. So always appreciate hearing stories about cats. Um, yeah. It took the time out to do that because you don't have to, and nobody, no. nobody could be mad at you for it. So it's just yeah. wonderful it, that they it, love you for the opposite. In my experience, I found like that the like the West Coast OGs are always like just much more personable and chill, and like mm-hmm. you know, like just like regular people. 
they're not a persona. Cool. They're just like, yeah, you know, what's up? Let's hang out and have a drink in the hotel room and talk about shit. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, n- I never dealt with him beyond that. But to me, I, j- I just want to say he, when I was a little kid, like the Humpty Dance was the coolest shit in the world. And like I made my dad buy the Sex Packets cassette for me. Nice. Sam yeah. Gray. And my dad went along with it. I was nine years old. And he bought me a tape that said Sex Packets with a dude hold- shock holding a fucking condom. That's my, like, my mom. Yeah, I was a teenager, but my mom wanted to get the sex back with Facebook. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, so that's the shit. Because my dad liked the song, and he realized like the song was just some funny, sh- silly shit that wasn't, yeah. you know, dangerous rap. Um, but shouts to the shock, man. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, all right, Les, you want to wrap it up? Last question. Uh, sure. Let's let's go with this one. Um, this is from Max No Poe, and the question is, why I can't come through in a pecan jag? <laughs> <laughs> why brother always want what he can't have i can't come through the pecan jag why did crack have to hit so hard even That's though it's almost question? over why brothers can't get no jobs no the, the fucking jada line? kiss joint from why jada kiss from why, why oh. i can't come through the pecan jag <laughs> wait he said he, he put that canvas in the in the round no this, this is that a, is that a disc to, to cam from why, jada? why can't yeah, why can't came through in a pecan jag? No, he says, why can't I come through oh. in a pecan jag? Oh, I thought he always said, why can't came through yeah. in a pecan jag like it was Gordon. I, I oh, still love the line. He says, why I say the hottest shit, but we be selling the least. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Shouts to but that is a Jada. great question to use one like, of why, why I can't go through in a pecan jag? I don't know, bro. Insurance is probably astronomical with a pecan jag. Why, why Jada can't make seven good songs out of ten? Oof. Yeah. Truth. No lies detected. There's never been a good one good Jada Kiss Top album. five dead or alive, but he only has good five good songs on it. That's a reach. Five is a fucking the, reach. No, that album got like, because they got Jason on there, but like, the milk is going bad, Charlie Murphy. I mean, this guy, is his bad. inability to make a good solo record. <laughs> kind of astronomical considering how styles has shown you how to do it a couple of times and it's still like but people will say kiss of death is like good but <sighs> kiss of death is not i, I remember Hell i revisited on. that like a, a, a randomly in like a summer like a year it or two falls ago. off like, a this steep is cliff like right in the middle it just Ugh. falls off a cliff yeah like once you get past like knock yourself out and we gonna make it yep. it's i think yeah it's fall off really it's not as not an enjoyable piece of art top five doa is better but it's still Man holes in you, but yeah, I'm good. I like the anyway. one album, the, the the last kiss or whatever. He has like a song with him and Styles go back and forth for like four minutes. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, well, those are almost all of them. So we, we didn't answer every single one. We try to consolidate a lot of the questions, and some were just so I don't know, just didn't come. They weren't compelling. Sorry. Ask better no, questions. We, we, mostly some were redundant, so we hope to not double up. So yeah, we missed your all. question. You know, blame um administration and not us they're the ones that told us what to pick and what not to pick yeah so that's that's a lot it's a lot gang shit that wraps up another episode all right call out cultists y'all heard our patron shout them out um follow us on twitter call out cult pod put the ad in front of it um holla at us usually um, Alaska or Zilla if you're demanding that account I don't really touch it I just look at it so. that's what's up we appreciate yeah, your honesty secret. you should run the call out culture Instagram yeah I should that would be dope I'll think about it 
Wait, do we have one? No, but he should nope. have yeah. Fucking Dabbot's got me. one. The fuck? Crates 808's got one? We're looking like fucking squares out here, bro. On these IG streets. No, I'm looking like a fucking rhombus. A rhombus. Right. <laughs> a rhombus. All right, everybody. Thanks for all, all your right, y'all. questions. Yeah, that. The rhombus energy. What? The rhombus energy? Or the... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to say something. We would have to start doing flips and all this shit. We'll talk about it. Yeah, all right. I don't think we need it. Yeah. We need it. We're good. Sweet. All right, y'all. Peace, Peace. everybody. Peace. Peace.